Everyone, hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I'm sitting here in Dining Room Studios with return guest Ben Hoffman. Hello and Thank welcome you so- back. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. I can't apologize enough for my tardiness. It usually doesn't happen. You both said it was fine. We're going to move past it. It's more, more difficult for me to move past it, but let's move on. You do. You have mentioned it. You've been here for probably five or six minutes, and you've mentioned it like 11 times. How many times did I text about it? I think you only texted me three or so. But that's, that's while driving on the highway. Yeah, so, yeah I know. That's counts as 10. Well, so know. what were you doing? Or can you not say? I can't. Well, I, it's just work stuff, and I thought I'd be done. You know this fucking ten- you can curse on podcasts That's yes you can it. and i was like i'll be done at 5 30 and let's let's play it safe and do 6 45 for the right podcast. for for my hyper local listeners you are coming from santa monica to um like hancock park area which so you are allowing ample time yeah so i, I get done with my thing look at my look at the time it's 6 30 so making it like Santa Monica to here in 15 minutes. I mean, could you? It's impossible. It's not. Not even you, by helicopter. I was just, well, the part, again, the Kentucky in me is thinking, I was like, even if I ran, if there's no cars on the road, but I forget that it's actually kind of close. <laughs> it's just the traffic. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was insane. But you calmed me down. I drove safely. And, yeah. and I was told promised even that this might be the quote unquote the most real ben interview that anyone's going to get because you're you're in such a calm state after being in traffic well well no yeah well yeah or defeated calm or defeated i I would say defeated but yeah usually i was just i was telling your producer over here jeff well i no, i prefer to call him producer until you say (laughs) his name and then i can remember it yeah Um, i was helping you thank you um I listen to myself. I rarely listen to myself on podcasts, and I don't do a ton of them anyway. But I sound like I'm on speed. Like I, I don't really talk that fast. And at this, the usually you do them earlier. Maybe I had some coffee or something. This is actual normal me. Slow, calm, unexcitable, boring. I'm. I'm gonna say, is this supposed to be better? No, I, that's where we actually we started the podcast. I was about to tell you, this is the most real, honest Ben, which will make it the worst podcast ever, because you're going to find out who I really am, which is (laughs) just a fucking bore. So I was about to apologize for it, then you pressed record. Oh, yeah. I didn't know where that was going. Well, it's interesting uh, that you mentioned the most real Ben, uh, and that the real you might be boring, which, by the way, I disagree. I thought you were great when you were on my show in March of 2013. Has it been that long? It has well, been that long. And I, I, sorry for interrupting, it's but okay. I'm, do, you know, I'm. I was kind of doing the podcast rounds, which is for me two or three because I just don't do a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I was like, 
I had really fun, a lot of fun on that podcast. I'd like Thanks. to do, and then I, re- I reached out to you. You did. I was like, I'd like to do that if I'm going to do a couple because you know I'm trying to you know get, get the out, word out, get, the, get out there, just get out there in general. I was like, I reached out to Allison. I haven't talked to her in a while, and I really I remember that. What part of it I I remember is my car wouldn't lock outside the podcast. I was going to bring that up. You really, literally, you I literally had that, was, yeah. yeah. So we can finally the three year conclusion to that story. <laughs> <laughs> it was a new leased Volvo, and I came in here because it's always something with me. This time I was late, and that time my parent it was um, my car wouldn't lock. Right, so I was going to break into my car, and I go back to my car, and I spent I was outside that studio for forty five minutes trying to figure it out. The trunk wasn't closed. Oh, I mean, I'm, it's not an exciting ending to this story by any <laughs> oh means. Oh my god, thank God I have been yeah. wondering. Yeah, you. I was saying for for no other reason I had to come back here. And finish yeah. that story because you've been. You took your time, but yeah, you've been up at night every night. But that's what the the trunk was open like a crack, mm. which means you. I had it was the first time I'd ever had automatic locks, and it wouldn't let you lock it. So I'm calling like AAA, and I. <laughs> Did I they come I, out? I'd I'd rather not say. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a long thing. Yeah, we had some. I was like, I my. It's a new car. I mean, it's a, it's a leased car, but. Um, it was really embarrassing. My car wouldn't start one time, and I called AAA, and it turned out when they got there that it just wasn't fully in park. That's not. It's kind of the same. Yeah, yeah. But I a, was a teenage girl. Yes, I was a grown man. But other than that, it's the same. <laughs> yeah, other than that. <laughs> um. Well, I was gonna say I enjoyed having you on the podcast. I was a huge fan of the Ben Show. Thank you so much. And I am newly a fan of Wheeler Walker Jr., the name of the country artist that is also you. Yes, that's what you were get, we were getting to, the nitty-gritty of like, how do you approach this? And basically, to answer your question... The question is, which the listeners don't know, but which you... Tell, tell them what my question was. You're, you're quite, I don't, just like, how do you treat it? Yes, since you perform when in I'm, character, basically. When I'm Wheeler Walker Jr., I'm Wheeler Walker Jr., period. And I don't promote... That's another reason why this podcast is so special. I don't promote Wheeler Walker Jr. as Ben. I refuse to do it. You retweet him, though. I do retweet him just to try to, you know, help some. And also, When I you do, reached out to me, you asked if I wanted to well, interview Wheeler Walker Jr. And I'll admit this. It doesn't make me feel good about, like how in the know I am. But I was like, oh, cool, you're working with him. <laughs> well, see, that mean, that's why it bums me out that, you know, because, or it, makes me it happy. It bums you out that we're doing this interview? <laughs> no, 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 but it makes me happy that you thought it was too separate, or that you even knew about it. That's yeah. what, what made me happy. So, but then you were like... Well, so well, initially, yeah, so then we talked, and then I asked... We're getting, we're really getting into the nitty gritty of it, right? Yeah. I said, um, do you only, so I, I, you know, started doing some Googling and I saw that you had just done Rogan in character. Correct. And you've been doing interviews in character. So I wanted to know, do you only do interviews in character? Um, and then I saw that you had done Marin as you talking about Wheeler Walker. I'm like, oh, great. That's sort of more, you know, what my audience is into because in general, I've noticed that when people come on and aren't. Um, I think I the way I put it in my pretentious Twitter DM was when people come on and aren't 100% authentic, my listeners revolt. Well, yeah. Well, 
again, that probably would have talked me because I would have. Lo- I like revolting <laughs> listeners. But what basically happened is, like I said, it's just I don't do this. I just don't like to do it. I'm not saying I'm not. I don't. I mean, I asked to come here. Mm-hmm. I like doing it. But and I was like, I'm not going to do it. And then I talked to Mark Marion. I love his podcast, and of course. As a fan of your podcast, his as a fan of his podcast, because he, I talked to him first. I was like, I don't want to hear me in character on that pod. Like, I wouldn't listen to that. So I'm like, obviously, he would prefer to have me because that's what his show is about. The same thing, kind of your show is about. It's kind of up to. There's two separate. There's two sides of it. There's one which is like, whatever rock or country station in Alabama or Texas, who I don't know, or there's like weird interviewers or some dude in a blog or something. But then when it comes to like friends or people who I'm fans of, I really just kind of leave it up to him. Like Mark was like, I rather, you know, I want to talk to Ben. That's the whole point. He was curious about the album, wanted to hear about the album from Ben, not from a <laughs> from God, character. And same thing with you. Like you, you would be better to be, be on as me. And J- Rogan, I said, I was just like, which would you prefer? And he's like, either one. So if, mm-hmm. if I, with the choice, like, it's just kind of like when, like I'm saying, when it was up to, when it's people I know, I just ask them and I just don't do many. So it's almost always in character, but um, it's people know, I mean, like not everyone, like you, for example, but like what's getting, what's tickling me so much is the amount of, and listen, it ain't Adele. It's not like it's this giant massive hit, but there's a lot of articles about like this guy and who it, you know. And you, so, for people who might not be familiar, the album is most called... of your audience won't be familiar. <laughs> well, if my audience watched the Ben Show, which was your show on Comedy Central, um, which I thought was just so unusual and great, and I wished that it had gone on for longer, but it Thank was that you so kind much. of thing. But if your audience watched my show, it would still be on the air. <laughs> That's true. The numbers, the numbers say you, your audience did not watch the show because <laughs> if they did, they, my audience would have doubled. It was the kind of thing that was so funny and so good and so like a direct outgrowth of your personality that it's like, oh yeah, television can't sustain something this good. Well, it was almost. That's where I get so confused because, and I, I just don't, you know, it's just how my brain works. I remember, I remember watching. I probably came in to hear. You know your podcast, probably bef- maybe after an episode. Or three, ep- I I I had seen three episodes when, but I it was to it you. was it was doing. F- I don't think it was like I'm in trouble, right? But I I sit down at the bay and I'm like, this is so commercial. Like everyone's gonna love this. This is a hit because I'm just so dumb. Like to me, <laughs> like it seems very mainstream. And now looking back on it, I obviously see that it was a little odd for television. And that's what everyone, the people who loved it obviously loved it, but there weren't that many of them. But I think when I say that it's like, oh, television can't sustain this, it's not a referendum on the show. It's a referendum on television. Like people yeah, no, like I don't take dumb it, shit. Yeah, well, I don't take, but I, on. but that's what I'm saying. That's where my brain is messed up. To me, it was. It was it, that. I'm not saying, I didn't want it to be done, but to me, it was, I was trying to make a mainstream, like that's what I th- well, I was doing what I wanted to do, first right. of all. But to me, I think I have mainstream uh, sensibilities, but it, I've been, I found out time after time I don't. Like, it's not, I'm never trying to be weird. Or I'm never trying to piss people off. I'm never trying to be like, I mean, I got a lot of notes about being too dirty. It's just, I just get on camera and it's there and I, I gotta say fuck. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, I, I'm not sure what 
you know. Well, so there was a um, character on the Ben show. Well, it was just a song. It was I'd done that song for years. Okay, and, there was and the no song is called "Eating Pussy, Kicking Ass." Yes, and I'd done that years before the Ben show, and um, I'd even before the Ben show started, I'd always wanted. I played music my whole life, and my brother is a musician in uh, Scissor Sisters. He's in a band called Scissor Sisters, um, and um, so being a kid from small town Kentucky, I probably know. Whereas most people know zero percent about the music industry from small town Kentucky, I know five. You know, because mm-hmm. I have a brother who's a rock star, and I've always wanted to make a record. And I had all these songs, and I love country music. That's why I like being here to explain it. Finally, <laughs> um, and I was like, I've always wanted to do this. And I'm, there's this um, an artist who I who's probably my favorite guy out there right now. This guy Sturgill Simpson. I don't know if you've heard him at all. You you definitely need to if you haven't. I heard and, of him. Yeah, definitely listen to him. He's amazing. And he's from the town next to me, and we kind of did cross paths before, and he was a fan of my show, and I was a huge fan of his, and his wife and my brother went, grew up together. And it was kind of one of those, I was, it was one of those things where I was like telling my brother back in Kentucky, he's like, you got to hear this album. It's, he's like, you fucking idiot. I've been telling you about him. <laughs> it's like, he's married to, you know, I won't say her name, but you know, he's like, he's married to, and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he's just... He said he's a fan of your, like, so then we talked, and anyway, but anyway, he was like, oh, these demos, are, I think, I, I don't know if I played him the demos or not, but anyway, the guy who produced his record, this guy Dave Cobb, who also produced this, since my album was recorded, he produced this Chris Stapleton record, which is just kind of blown up, is like the the biggest, not just the biggest country album, probably the biggest album of the year, mm. um, and so he's like the hottest, and he's just a, he's just a great guy. And I asked Sturgill because he'd done Sturgill's records. I was like, you know, I'm I want to do a real country record. Like it's it's comedy. Don't get me wrong. You can tell by the song titles it's comedy. But I want it with the best players and the best producer. And I, this guy Dave Cobb, he's done a bunch of great work. He's like, what do you think? He's like, his quote was, Dave Cobb, don't give a fuck. Like that's his as a positive. Like mm. he's not going to care about the language. He's not going to care. And yeah, I went, tell us what some of the songs are called. Well, the the album's called Redneck Shit. <laughs> um, it is. Um, what's the second song? Beer Weed Cooches, because it rhymed with other another word. I would have been it's supposed to have been called Beer Weed and Pussy, but I couldn't get that pussy to rhyme. <laughs> the third song's called Family Tree, but that's actually the dirtiest song on the record because. <laughs> It's about a guy named Wheeler Walker Jr. I mean, it's about a guy and a girl. He sick of the girl. And he says he'd rather fuck her sister. Mm. He's so sick of her. And is and you know what? Fuck you. I'd rather fuck your dad and your uncle and your. And he just goes through her family tree about all the people <laughs> he'd rather fuck and gets pretty graphic. And uh, actually, as a, a side note, some trivia. I and the record I sing. I grab Uncle Andy. Reach around, give him a handy. But I enunciated it wrong, and my uncle Randy, who lives in Nashville, <laughs> is none too pleased about it. So I, I, most of my family thinks I wrote a song about jacking off my uncle, which I kind of did, but I mispronounced it. But I think he takes it as a point of pride now that I'm right. that he's in a, in a song. Yeah, shout out. Uh, but anyway, you kind of get that's enough to kind of explain what this. But I right. would like to hear the rest of the titles just because I'm amused. Okay, well, I'm trying to... We're rehearsing for a tour, so that's why they're in my head right now. And also because I think it's 
maybe the greatest album ever made. So I know it by heart. Um, can't fuck you off my mind, <laughs> which to me is a classic country tune, right? It's like can't drink you off my. You yeah. know that was the whole point. It's just to do a country song, but just twist it a little bit. I mean, do country song. And the ballad, of course, the hit. Fuck mm-hmm. you, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> um, Eating pussy, kicking ass. By the way, I have "fuck you, bitch" stuck in my head. That's the thing that I mean. I think you made it. You explained it, but it's musically such a good album. Well, that it's was my whole my whole lilting. point is most comedy albums, and even by the greats and my favorite comedy albums. I mean, these are people who are way funnier than myself. You just don't listen to comedy albums a lot, and the music had to be great and catchy for this thing. To, I was like, I gotta write the because. I've been playing music longer than I've been doing comedy. Mm-hmm. I've been unsuccessful at both for so long. I mean, it's, <laughs> the years just add up. I bought, I remember calling, uh, they had a Sam Ash Music in New York City and just call, like, gra- finding the number in a catalog, getting my mom's credit card and ordering a four track recorder from them. They said it was used and they promised me it worked and I just bought it for a couple hundred bucks without my mom knowing. I mean, like, learning how to, like, record mm-hmm. and stuff right. at home. This is 13 years old and could, you couldn't fi- even find a four track recorder in kentucky this is pre-internet for the kids out there listening where you can couldn't just go on the internet and just buy things right and i'm on the phone like how like before i order like what how does it work other people don't know like it was two audio cassettes and so you would i'm all talking to like a high-tech audio engineer like explaining (laughs) how a four track recorder works so he's he's going to be real bored here the point being you could overdub yourself multiple times and you could play drums and bass and guitar and do four-part harmonies and stuff. So I've been doing that my whole life. And like I said, my brother's, you know, toured the world as a musician and sold millions of records. Um, I don't know why I just bragged about him. Um, wow, he sounds like a great guest. He would be. You know what? He's even more boring than me. I mean, he's a real fucking bore. And I love him. And he we're, we're, couldn't be closer, but he's just... He's not the front man of the band. So even, right. like, even interviews, he doesn't even show up. Um <laughs> But uh, anyway, so I, st- I had these demos and I talked to, uh, and I met, and I'm in Nashville, my, my, my family moved to Nashville in, leading me to a bigger point too, of some of the criticism I've been getting, which we'll get to later. My family moved, got off the boat, moved to Nashville in 1901. So my family goes back, you know, over a hundred years to mm-hmm. Nashville. That's where all my family lives. So I kind of grew up in that country scene. I love good country and there's just not that much of it nowadays and i'm like well what if i could make a really fucking funny record but also like make a classic country record and what if it's with the guys you know the guys who are doing it right and the best producer out there doing it and like and become this character and like actually because and this is what i'm this is where i'll go deep for one second without trying to sound too pretentious but like i get pissed i get you know it's like I, f- I was part of the thing too was, um, are we gonna have to edit out that sneeze? We can keep it. Well, it was a cough. Okay, I think it works because I didn't say excuse me. Oh, did you sneeze? No, you just. I thought oh. you sneezed, and I felt bad for not saying excuse me. I was gonna say it. Oh, bless you, you mean? Oh, like or taking credit bless, for it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cough, bless you, thumb dick. <laughs> We're prepared for those kind of things. Okay. I'm an asshole. All right. Bless you in case you, it was a sneeze and you covered it up by saying it was a cough. Um, what was I talking about? So anyway, so I I wouldn't say it's about the cancellation. It's just like I get – I'm a very calm person for the most part, mm-hmm. but I just have like 
rage, like anyone, rage and pissed off, and I get upset, and, you know. I don't sure. know, getting dumb. You know, just like the life is shit, is maybe summing it up. <laughs> and I was trying to channel into this character. It's like, wouldn't it be cool to have a release for this part of my life and make it funny and make it, you know, and do this album? And I was in Nashville for Thanksgiving and uh, I, I met with the producer and I was like, you know, I was like trying to explain to him why I should make, this is where it all comes, like the the show actually. I was like, he's like, no, no, Sturgill and I watch, like we're fans. Like, I love the show. I was like, no, here's why you got He's like, no, no, I'm in. <laughs> and I was like, no, I should. Oh, I you, should. Were, you were like pitching I was him. trying to explain, like, listen, I had a show on. It's not on anymore. Bless you. <laughs> and, but, you know, and he's like, no, no, no I want, that's why I took the meeting, you know. Be like, I've won Grammy. He's like, I don't need to. He's, <laughs> he's a nice guy. He would never say anything like that. But he was a, we, it, it, mutual admiration. Like, he'd already said yes. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, let's listen to the demo. You know, he's like, oh, these are great. He knew the right band. And we. And I was, it was the next, it was, it was a late, no, that was actually before Thanksgiving. So then Thanksgiving, I had, I do Thanksgiving in Nashville. Just this past Thanksgiving? Uh, it was actually the one the before, one before okay. because getting an album like this released into the wild is a, <laughs> I, I found imagine, out yeah. later was a lot of work. We can discuss that in uh, hour three. <laughs> but, um, so I was like, I'll just get there a few days early. We recorded the record in five days. And I walked out, I mean, literally a check written to him. It was all my self-funded. Oh, wow. My album. I own the masters. I own everything. And I walked out and we were all just like, it's a lot of set, those, these just amazing session guys who are great guys I've actually played with since, you know, become friends. And don't, they love what they play, you know, those, but it was such a, I didn't realize what a joy and relief it was for them to like. Try not to be laughing while they're playing. Like my my goal became to like try to like go too dirty and make uh-huh. the drummer you know stop in the middle of the song <laughs> or go too too crazy or anything like that. So it was just so much fucking fun, and we did it. We recorded the full. We didn't. I didn't have any more money than to record it. We got finished in five days, and like I said, I just wrote him a, a check for the whole thing, and then I have it. And then I'm not just like, was this your TV money? Um, it really was. I mean, yeah. So. People, you know, when you look at things as success or failure, um, you know, when the show ended, I was like, man, that was kind of like a, you know, Tosh makes fun of me on TV. That's his thing, you know, like when your show gets canceled. He's made fun of me like two or three times. Anyway, it's fine. But, you know, it's just like you feel the canceling the show didn't bother me. It's just you take ego out of it. It's fine. It's just like. Hey, what's going on, man? Like I saw, you know, it's it's just it's just the business. You got a billboard on Sunset Boulevard, and then it's just like you're like calling about writing. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're not on the streets. And I'm like, I was what I was trying to say was, you know, the show let you know he watched the show and became a fan of mine. Mm-hmm. Number one and two, I took the money from the show, not all of it, but a good chunk of it, and just gave it to him. And I and I made a record, and we were both leaving the studio just like. And he was, I, th- I can't remember what Dave said, it was just like, this is really good. Like, it's, it's the filthiest fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, it's worthless. I mean, that, because that was my, I told him my goal. I was like, oh, I want to make the best country album of the year and make it completely unplayable. <laughs> and he's like, it's a dumb goal. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to, you know, it sounds fun to me. So he's like, 
and I kind of, and the same thing, we were just like, man, this is a, it's a, sh-, you know, I almost, I left the studio just like, man, it's a fucking bummer that no one's going to hear this. It's just an album on a hard drive. And I met a few people. I talked to some label, you know, some record labels. And of course, it's the, they were kind of taken aback by musically how, you know, this is a real fucking album. And you recorded, in the last song's called Which One You Queer Is Gonna Suck My Dick. <laughs> And they're just like, you know, what are you doing? Like, uh, you spent all this money no. on this, like, amazingly produced album. And we can't really, like, we want to put this out. Were no. you talking to them as Ben Hoffman or as Wheeler Walker? And I was talking, I was into, when I took label meetings with some, you know, big record labels. I'm just, they're just like, you know, we'd be happy to put it out, but we got to cut this song. And I'm just like, and something snapped. I'm just like, I'm not changing a word of it. But were you, 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 Ben, or I was you, me. Wheeler? Yeah, no, okay. I know, I don't. I don't, I've never done like the like a lot of the things are. I mean, I'm getting a lot of cough. But I just don't think of myself as a cough. I just don't commit that much. I see. I commit in like the a lot of the like interviews. You commit I in regional markets. I commit. I'm I'm more of a regional Kaufman. <laughs> no, but like in regional, like again, stuff people I don't know. Like I've brought, I'll do interviews and I'll bring a buddy of mine who'll play my bodyguard. <laughs> and a, another friend will play like my bodyguard's wife's like, you know, uh, retarded cousin. And we'll like, we're out here on for doing press from Nashville. And like, we have to take him to Disneyland. And he's like, you know, chirping about Disneyland. And my manager's yelling at him like every time he talks, like it's a demerit and he loses a ride. And he's like, I want to go to Disneyland. He's like, you just lost the teacup. Ride. And the interviewer's like, what the fuck is going on? And that's like, I love that stuff. But I'm not going to do that to like a few. You know? Thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, and like after the interview's over, he's like, oh, okay. He thinks I'm going to break care. And I'll, and my manager asks the, the interviewer like for his call. He's like, I also manage, you know, radio DJs. I love and I started yelling at him like, your focus is on me. And this guy doesn't know what the fuck is going on. So that stuff is really fun. But I just have to, I'm not going to do it in front of people I know. It's just stupid. You know, like, um. So, but I feel more natural kind of as that promoting this stuff. Like, I I just came here to just do the podcast. It wasn't even like I should, like, at first I was like, I was coming Wheeler, do it. Then I was like, this is stupid. It's Allison. I'll just talk. But I forget where we left off. Well, you were saying that you met with labels and they were saying, maybe we cut out this song, this song, and something snapped in you and you're like, I'm not going to change yeah, it. Yeah, that's, and that's where kind of everything changed. I was like... And again, I don't want to sound pretentious, as I said, but I was like, it's like it almost took over my, I was like, I became that guy. I was like, no, I'm not changing it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're turning down a lot. I was like, money? I was like, don't care. much. And then I met a distributor in Nashville who put out a lot of my favorite, I, just a simple explanation is this, you know, there's a record labels and there's distributors who like get into stores and distributors can be very helpful. But nowadays, distribution isn't that hard as you as you we right, as I'm internet. telling the two people who, <laughs> who are recording a podcast from their living room. It's like right. you don't really need it, but for music, you know, I wanted out vinyl and see, uh-huh. so you need someone to help with that stuff. So it's it's on my own record label, which I I was like, I'm just gonna do it my fucking self. Fuck this. So I I mean, I literally I paid for the manufacturing of the CDs. I paid for the you know the cost of you know. It's like, do you want this mat for this? You know. LP cover this like oh this one looks nice like, that's three cents more per vi- for per record never mind I'll take the <laughs> the crappy you know it's like those kind of decisions but to own it and I could 
I own the masters. If I said I could call tomorrow and say take it off the shelves, take it off iTunes, Amazon, I, I'm done. So it it was important for me to own it and to not give it up to any to unlike. And again, I have no problem. I I still am friendly with Comedy Central. I've done I've worked with them since. But like when you work with any network, they can they can take it from you at any time. No one can take this from me. Right. I own it. It's mine. And which is kind of you know. I never did stand up, so my stand up friends always kind of had that, which is like, whatever happened, you know, if I get late, you know, I can always go hit the road or something. Like that. I don't have that. I always wanted something that I owned. And I put it out myself, and I'll try to speed up the story, although you're getting slow, Ben. Um, <laughs> so bad. And it kind of, like, it basically leaked in Nashville. And they're like, who the fuck is this? You know, this is, this is a, sounds like a fucking, like, because, again, I'm t- I, I talk all over the place, um, which people who know me know, but corporate, you know, country radio is not country music anymore. If mm-hmm. you, I don't know. I didn't really know that that much. I just, I know my world. And I don't really know. But, you know, so it's really like, it's it's kind of this electronic, like, it's almost, I, I describe it as Millie Vanilli with a twang. It's like, <laughs> kind of, it's basically pop music with like, that's like a little more safe for like country country folk, right? But it's still my world, you know. That's where I come from. Although I've apparently lost my accent, which just pissed some people off. That's all. Like the character, like when I get into character, it's not much of a character. I mean, I'm basically <laughs> just like when I get drunk, my accent comes back. So I just pretend I'm drunk. It's not. Uh-huh. It's, it's not like I go do some Meisner or whatever. <laughs> Was that the guy? Whatever it is. Method. Method acting. Yeah, I'm not just like I just add a twang to and start. You know, it's like not that hard. It's not that hard because it's not that good. So, and I didn't think anyone buy, would buy the accent either. Um, I'm really just doing it. I'm just impersonating my mom who has a really <laughs> thick accent. Um, anyway, so it started leaking around. And then, you know, like the, it, this is getting me to an LA Weekly article that pissed me off. I don't know, oh, I, Twitter, read, I just yeah. read that. So, you know, I didn't have money for, you know, once you put, get all those costs out of the way, like there's no, no, there's nothing left. Like, I get, it's going to have to be. Keep in mind, there still are. I mean, the record business is in bad trouble, but there still are records being sold, and radio is still the thing that drives it. And I made an album that literally cannot be played on radio. Right. So but I'm just gonna um, I'm gonna interrupt you for a second because I just have to know what comes after "Fuck You, Bitch." What song? Mm-hmm. What are the other songs? Oh, Drop Em Out is after Fuck You, Bitch. Drop Em Out. Is that your balls? Drop Em Out. No. Drop Em Out. Let me see them titties. Oh. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a video for that, a cartoon video that a buddy made me. Again, calling in favors. A friend of mine's an animator who uh, can animate boobs real pretty-like <laughs> and uh, did it for kind of nothing. And um, and then what? It's like has this like – well, one quick one Yeah, quick thing. no, go. On the podcast that I'm – I'm now hosting the podcast. <laughs> um. I had this idea, this like, I used to love the Oak Ridge Boys. When I was a kid, the mm-hmm. Oak Ridge Boys were everywhere. If you guys don't know, it was like the four-part harmony group. This one guy, had a, it was like kind of the village. I don't want to call it, <laughs> but they all had different looks, you know? Sure. And they had these four-part harmonies that were so fucking great. And I'm like, I want to do this song about tits, but I want like these really gorgeous four-part harmonies, <laughs> like the Oak Ridge Boys. And I'm t- I'm, I basically told the producer, I'm like, you know, this is what I want. It's what I'm hearing in my head, but there's... I don't even know if we can do, like, I don't think you can, you know, as me always underestimating people, like, I don't think you can do, like, it's too hard. Like, 
to get the harmonies right and do it all right. Like it's very difficult to perfect. And I think there might even be more people singing on it than four. And he's like, this is where, again, where I get my ass. He's like, I just produced the Oak Ridge Boys. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So he had to teach me how to, you know, it's like, you know, pretending like I knew what the fuck I was talking about. Like, you know, like, let me explain to you. Like, it's not going to work. And then he explained to me how the Oak Ridge Boys recorded. That's why I just had a blast because I really did let myself go. And just like these, everyone in this room, I felt very confident about the material, but every, but also that everyone in this room knows more than me about making these kind of albums. Just try, like, you know, try this song slower. Whereas the old me may have been like, I thought of, you know, in my head it was fast. I want to play it fast. It's my fucking album. I fucking pay. It's like, so you, you were know, willing to listen to people that you respected. I, exactly. And I just, but, but also because I felt, I always find that you, when you're working, like the stuff you cut, you, you do like on a set or whatever it is, it's the directors who are yelling and screaming and act like they know anything who know nothing. Yeah. The real calm guys are just like, do this, do that. They're, they're the guys who kind of have it all figured out. And I went into the studio because that it was such a huge chunk of my bank account. I went in so overly prepared and felt really good about the material that I'm like, the material's strong enough to do, you know, to break through whatever they do. And then, of course, I listened to them and then I, all right, I'll try it slower. My, my thing was I was going to be open to it. So I'll try it slower as an example of this one song. And then once we try it slower, then I'll explain to him that I want it. Let's try it faster because that's how I wanted to do it. We played it slower. All the lyrics now fit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't cramming them all in. Some it of the sounded lyrics, way fucking better. Some of the lyrics being? Well, it was called Can't, that was Can't Fuck You Off My Mind. Oh, okay. Because there's a lot of... Um, I'm trying to think. The course, it's very hard to remember. I'm trying to learn them now because we're getting ready to go on tour. Buy tickets for the tour. They're going fast. Where can uh, they buy them? WheelerWalkerJr.com. Okay. Um, and the Troubadour, July 12th. You got to come to Oh, that. I would love to. Uh, um, we'll talk about those that stuff later. But um, I always say, I do that a lot on podcasts too. I'm always like, we'll discuss that later. Any t- time like to move this story along, I say we'll talk about that later and stuff I know we'll never talk about later. Um, I thought we actually would talk about it later. We can talk like, about we don't, it. No, we don't have to. We can, but I just I'm okay. going to make sure you get tickets. Um, while Rita's blowing me, I miss you desperately. I'm fucking Mary Lou, and all I have to do is think about you. And, you know, it's like all these specific all all the girls have to rhyme with the things I'm doing to them sexually. So right. It's hard to cram it all in there. So I play it. I was like, it was one of the first songs we recorded, probably the second or third. I'm just like, I gotta sh- again. Me being open-minded. But in the back of my head, I'm still, I've still got that little bit of like, you know, let me, after this, let me explain how it, and I finished it, it's like, fuck, that's way better, you know. Mm-hmm. I never brought up to him that I wanted to do it fast. Like, that's the take. And we recorded it all live, too. So I was like, that was fucking great. A long way of saying, just like, even though I spent my money, and there's, I didn't f- feel the pr- any kind of like, I thought, especially knowing me and you knowing my neuroses, that I'd go in there freaking out. We got to do this. And there was a, maybe a tiny bit. But for the most part, I was just very relaxed and like we had fun and we record like some days. One day we did four. There's 11 songs on the record. We did four in one day and I, I could have done more. Like let's just re- get a good night's sleep and do it. It's like and we'll do a couple more. And it's like, yeah, all right, cool. When you had your TV show, were you able to be calm? Yeah, I found that. Um, 
when I'm do, working and doing what I want, all that I'm at, my anxiety is lower. That's why I get so pissed of all, with all the fucking people I work with. It's like, you know, you're a pain in the ass, you're difficult, all that shit. Is that what people say to you? A lot of the people I, you know, I work with, I don't want to get specific, but but I'm only like that when I'm not doing what I want to be doing. Yeah. When I'm doing what I'm doing, you never hear from me because I'm happy and I'm working. I didn't come out here to take meetings. I didn't come out here <laughs> to oh, like God. go to cool, you know, meet production companies and to take, you know, go to, not to and nothing against my people. I work you know, dinner with agents or you know it's just i'm not interested in that stuff which is part of what's taken me 10 times longer than other people and my lack of talent the two combined <laughs> don't really help things <laughs> but i just don't socialize i don't go i mean i don't meet the, i'm not in the world so it takes me 10 times as long i just want to do the work and this was the perfect just like went in there had fun knocked it out it's on a hard drive and then like i said all that other stuff and it's just like i'll fucking put it out myself so and, after drop them out, then what happens? Oh, you want to hear the song? I do. Eating pussy, kicking ass, which we turn into a rocker. Um, again, I'm all over, the, but I, I just have to tell you this. So that's talk. The only way that album was going to work was word of mouth, which I assume wasn't going to happen anyway. And spot of, I don't know. Understand these fucking charts. Someone sent me this at the at the at the. I, I'm calling them the label now, just to not confuse people. They're like, Spotify has the this viral chart. And I'm like, I don't even understand charts in the first place. What's the viral? <laughs> they have the Spotify viral top 50. It's like the top 50. I think they try to explain this. Like the songs that the most people are passing. I guess on Spotify you can share. I don't use Spotify. You can share stuff with friends and post. I was it's, listening to your album on it earlier, actually. Um, but but I, I don't use it a lot. Yeah, but I, I the point being... You can pay – I don't think – like literally pay, but you can – with the right record coming behind you, you can just right. get billions of views on Spotify. It's mm -hmm. not that hard with a giant marketing You can campaign. game the system. Yeah, but you can also get on these – they have these big – which are the new radio stations, which I just now learned are these big Spotify's playlists. There's, there's playlists on there that have 10 million subscribers. Mm -hmm. You get on the playlist, you've got a, 10 million listeners right there. I can't get on the playlist because right. I'm too dirty. I can't be on like, you know, songs for grandma to – to you know cook apple pie with country songs for grandmas <laughs> you know while they're you know cooking their meat right. or you know whatever it's like they'll turn they'll fucking flip out so they call they're like young but on the viral charts the ones that people are actually listening passing around they go you're number three in the world wow the eating pussy kicking ass song which i w didn't make a video you know it's like we don't the album's not available worldwide it's only <laughs> available it's available on spotify through the deal i made which i didn't even know it was number one in England, number one in Australia, number one in New Zealand. I mean, you literally, if you went to a record store, you can't buy it. There's right. no articles about me there. They don't know who I am. It was literally people just passing it around like the old days. Um, Again, it's leading up to, so far, I'm, I'm still in debt. I haven't made a fucking penny off it. They're telling me I will. But, and Spotify, but pays shit but then like i said it leaked and started getting around and i started noting noticing a little more kind of buzz and you know when you know people coming around and you know you know there's something here i think well, obviously it's and it scared a lot of nashville people off because you know that's my and i have no problem saying this because that's where i'm i'm from but you know 
this is not how you're what you're supposed to sing about in country <laughs> music. Um, this is uh, not uh, church music. And anyway, we just did whatever we could for marketing. I called up. This is true. I called up. I found a number for Pornhub, <laughs> and I go, let's just you know an even deal. Why not? Why don't I premiere if you, a little bit of advertising? Premiere my the, the drop mount video, which was an, which came up before the album on Pornhub. And a couple ads, and I'll bet, you know, I know a lot of Hollywood people talking out of my ass. Like, I could introduce you, and you could get some, because, you know, it's, well, you would know more than, <laughs> but, like, it's just all boner pills and stuff. Like, why don't you, there's millions and millions of people in there. Why don't you advertise? Why, is, why isn't every movie studio there? Right. We know the answer, because it's owned by corporations, and mm. they don't want to get involved in porn. And they're just like, yeah, I was just trying to be clever and think of anything I could do for free marketing. And the album came out, and then the label called, and they're like, it debuted at number nine on the Billboard country charts. Wow. And I'm like, that's impossible. Because it was the Grammy week. And number 10 on the Billboard country charts was a band who played on the Grammys. I'm like, they had 20 million viewers. How is this possible? It just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. How is it possible? Keep in mind, it's not with the record business as it is. It's not that many records. But still, how am I? And it was actually, you know, number one on the comedy charts, which I learned wasn't that. Like number two sold like twelve copies, but um, no offense to my comedy friends, but um, and it is a comedy record. Don't get me wrong, but it is a real country record, and it, it I have and it was on the Bill, Billboard two hundred and everything, and I was just flabbergasted, kind of. And a lot of people, you know, writing articles about this guy Wheeler Walker Jr. and I wrote up a fake backstory and put a bio together and sent it out to people, and they started printing it as real. And some people went crazy one way. And so, like, if you go on iTunes and look at the reviews, it's fucking five stars. It's exactly what I always want, what I wanted, which was five stars or one. There's no three-star reviews. Mm-hmm. There's, like, two. It's, this is the best album ever made, or this is the worst thing that's ever happened. iTunes should take it down. You know, <laughs> it's it's really, there's nothing in between. Right. So people, and, and then I got kind of shocked by, you know, the people who hate it, like, the vitriol, just insane. It was, like... And then, because I'm laughing the whole time, this is funny to me. Mm-hmm. I start when they told me it was nine in the country charts. I called Dave as soon as I got off the phone. We couldn't stop laughing. We were cracking up. I mean, it's a, you know, whatever. You know, Carrie Underwood was fourteen. You know, and like <laughs> it was it was a joke. And I was couldn't. I was fucking. It was hilarious. And then I, you know, then the, like a. Oh, the Houston press, like, there's this guy, Wheeler Walker Jr., and he's a misogynist, and all this <laughs> shit, and he's, like, talking, fuck you, bitch, and he calls women. And by the way, which no one believes me, I spent a lot of time in the lyrics, like, like there's no, like, quit your bitch and get back in the kitchen. Like, when you, I think, in a weird way, it is kind of me, you know, that's what I'm saying, it, it to the people out there who uh, go on iTunes and Amazon or my website and buy it, not at Walmart, um... Who banned it? Bef- I think it's Before the, fast- you recorded the it. fastest ban in Walmart <laughs> history. Yeah, none of the chains will take it. Although I'm now I'm hearing some are kind of coming around. Like, <laughs> you know, we wouldn't mind having a couple of copies just to see what. It- well, Walmart's a definite no. Um, and Houston Press was also one which just like you. Know, well, what I was, was going to say was too is like, you know, I don't want any of this. Like, you know, getting your place. It's not a parody. It's not like getting woman to take your place, go America. It's like real song. You know. Mm-hmm. A girl dumps you. You're sitting there, 
the second a girl leaves you, you know, under your breath, like, fuck you, bitch. She's not a bitch. That's the emotion you feel at the time. It's like, what if I just put, like, it's funny to me, you know, like mm. to say that, but people are relating to it because it's not a crazy, it's not like, and there's a lot of hip hop like this, which I, I mean, I obviously listen to, but like, there's a lot of women are nothing but bitches. And it's, there's nothing like that. I spent so much right. time. No, it's about Wheeler Walker's emotion. Exactly. And it's really t- t- accord with a lot of people in good and bad ways. But it's so offensive to so many people and it just boggles, you know, I, I'm, I obviously understand why. But it's funny how much time I spent, like, oh, this is too offensive. Like, how much time I spent cleaning it up mm. to make it not offensive. And then it it was called the most offensive country album of all time. You know, like, I was like, fuck, thank God I didn't release the original. <laughs> but it, it was nothing like that. It was just like, you know, it's not about a girl who's a bitch. It's about a guy who was an asshole. Mm. Like, I have a lot of women who write, like, I love this song. This My boyfriend's an asshole. And he was treating me bad. You know, it's it works on both sides. Like, that's why I, I just don't understand because I love music so much. Like, when I listen to John Lennon singing Jealous Guy, I'm not thinking about Yoko. You know, I'm thinking <laughs> about my own life. So I don't understand why people get so... I mean, I understand because most of the world is, you know, not that smart. But the people who are connecting to it are... That's why I didn't... To the bigger question of the day, which is why I didn't mind coming on here as myself and doing it occasionally, is because it's not... Um, I'm not hiding anything. Like the woman who wrote this really, you know, kind of shitty article about me in the Houston Press, which that week I got a note from the label saying, what did you do in Houston? Because we sold more albums in Houston than any city this week. Oh, wow. So again. It helped you. Yes. All the negative stuff. I I get pissed online. I go crazy and then it helps album sales. Um, but it is. Like it's not. Re- I'm not dumb. Like I'm not Wait, saying like you get a method- pissed online. Uh, is Wheeler Walker responding? Yeah, he goes crazy. Then Houston Press Twitter was like going after oh, me, wow. like you piece of shit. And you're like, I thought you were an actual paper. Like, they're like <laughs> calling. Like we're going back and forth. It was insanity. And um and remind me in a second to get to the LA Weekly one. And then, of course, that only helps. And you know, you got to burn them to buy them. Although now it's you got to download them to delete them as a new one. You know, it just gets attention <laughs> for it. So all this stuff, again, and so, the, listen, there's probably been a few people who are just like, I've been duped, and like, he's not a real guy. But that does, it's, you're not, I think that's what I'm trying to say here. Like, am I sounding too pretentious? I no, you like don't I sound, sound pretentious. Like, I sound like a fucking dick. No, you my, don't sound my, pretentious. My point being is, I don't, the girl who wrote that shitty thing about me on the internet, and was supposedly a news source. You Google, at the time, especially if you Googled Wheeler Walker Jr., on page two of Google was Ben Hoffman's trademark application for the name Wheeler Walker Jr. I guess they print that stuff online. Mm-hmm. So she didn't Public get to record, the right? she didn't get to page two of Google. <laughs> so I don't get. <laughs> oh, to, so she felt duped. Well, no, I don't think she felt duped. She's just a shitty report. I mean, okay. that's that's a shitty article talking about this guy Wheeler. Like she didn't. She, she was didn't too, know. She was too lazy to get to page right. two of Google. That's no research. That's I hear it. I hear the word bitch. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. And then I was, she, I felt that actually, honestly, I feel like I feel bad. You know, she, I don't want me to offend people. And then she, like, I find, find her online, tweet her, like, let's just, you know, let's just talk it over. And then she's like, yeah, let's do that. And I go, then I, then Wheeler kicks back in. I go, well, <laughs> fuck her. 
I'm not going to fucking defend myself. Do your fucking research. Because, like, if you think you're a writer, do your fucking research. Get to page two of Google. My fucking video was, you can, the first thing when you Google eating pussy is, the, is Comedy Central. Mm. With the fucking two Comedy Central CC logo. You fucking idiot. That's not, you're not a writer or a reporter. You're just a piece of shit. So then Wheeler <laughs> kicked back in. I said, I take it back. Fuck you. I'm not doing the interview. And then she writes, and then there's a head, I see a headline, Wheeler, because then in the album charts, it's, you know, Nashville stunned by, you know, so the pre- people, I'll hold this on, but, but then it's like, oh, this could get us press. This will get us, it's all about getting clicks. Right. It's, uh... So then they, then the top new title, the new articles, Wheeler Walker Jr. pusses out of article, p- pusses <laughs> out of interview. And then I went crazy again, just because, you know. If I keep go- like, if I keep going, I'll sell a million albums in yeah. Houston. If I just keep this up, like, basically the and she, someone actually asked me this on the, on a radio interview the other day. They were asking me why I didn't do the interview. I mean, the real reason was she has her agenda. She's and I seeing that she's such a, a poor writer and such a poor journalist for not doing her research. I'm not going to win. She's going to write what she's going to write anyway. Just let her write it. But also, if you when I'm you know, I'm dying to get pressed for the record because it's my money. It's my mm-hmm. album. I want to get out. But when you, but when you really want an interview, then I don't want to <laughs> give it to you. You know, like this interview, I called you mm-hmm. just because I was like, I hadn't talked to her a while. And I had fun in the last interview. Let's do it again. But um, all that stuff kind of, you know, I think builds it up more. Than I get pissed off. And to the bigger point that, I, again, I was trying to make was like, no one's caught like, you know, I thought you were a real Country, country singer, and I, f- I fell in love with these songs, and you duped me. It, my point is, that you're not. Du- it is real. Mm-hmm. Like these are actual. It's not a. It's not a it, send up. It's not a send up. It's not a parody. These are. The, I'm from Kentucky. I grew up with like I would go to my aunt's house, and Crystal Gale would be sitting there, like people, you know, and Tanya Tucker, you know, whoever it was. These people were around my life, and I have such a love for country music and the the shit I hear on the radio, which I heard, didn't know about that much, is so bad. I'm like, I'll make a real country record. Obviously, my point of view on life is comedic, so it comes out mm-hmm. as comedic. But if you're relating to these songs, you're not being trolled. You're not being duped. It is... Well, it's, it, it's, a, it's a part of you. It's a part of me. Yes. Again, that sounds pretentious as well. But No, it doesn't. But it... Well, it does to me, but not okay. to, Maybe not to some... But, but... And no one's really said that to me. There have been a lot of people who are just... So then the cool, then the cool thing for people to do is back to the LA Weekly one that was yesterday... This guy, I mean, the, the big, LA Weekly one, it seemed like he's like, fuck this hipster bullshit. Like, I know it's see, an unpopular see, opinion. I read it. Did you see his picture? No. Well, look at his picture because okay. that guy should not be saying, fuck this hipster bull. He's got a mustache, <laughs> tattoos. I mean, first of all, so again, the, the bigger point of what's happening to journalism today, and I understand a lot of it is just because you can get it, but journalism is in such a horrible place right now. Like LA, a friend of mine was telling me because someone a f- he'd been made fun of by the LA Weekly, and there was a who was the f- the food critic there that was really popular? Is that Jonathan Gold? Yeah, a couple of their yeah, big writers, you know, moved on to bigger places, and they're just left. When I moved to LA, middle of the week, you would grab an LA Weekly mm-hmm. because you need to know wh- what movies were playing. Is it fifteen years ago? You, what you need to know? Oh, I need a guitar. I need to find a, a guitar in the back. You know. What comedy shows are around? You needed the paper. 
We don't live in that world. The, the, the paper, LA right. Weekly's dead. I didn't know. I honestly didn't know it was still around. Yeah, I used to work for the OC Weekly, which was LA Weekly's sister Same company, paper. Yeah. yeah, I do think there's a bit of um, the ethos of alternative news weeklies then and probably still now is let's write a takedown of popular things. Well, that's fine, but I also felt like these weeklies, unfortunately, just. The good writers left because the industry changed. Because the, the you would pick it up to find out wh- what time the movie was playing, but then until you got it in your hands, you're, you're not reading the internet. You're just you got the paper. You're sitting around, so you read the articles and you would read a lot of cool stuff. Nowadays, it's just literally what's the craziest headline I can read. And right. this guy, who's obviously just some hipster piece of shit, he has a column called Unpopular Opinion. So. Why the fuck would you have a column called unpo? You know, mm. the, here's the two articles. So I, I, I just see this thing. Wheeler Walker Jr.'s piece of shit, whatever he said. And he's like, as if he's Sherlock Holmes. He posted a picture of real Ben. And again, like I'm saying, like, this is not, I went, went on Mark, Mark what right. is WTF? At least in the top five, ten most popular podcasts yeah. in the world. I went on as Ben and explained the album. Mm. I went on. I've done numerous interviews. The information's out there. It's not investigative journalism to find out that he's like, I'm not calling him by his stage name. I'm calling him Ben. That's his real fucking name. And he says, I come from a well-heeled Kentucky family, which I had to look up. It meant wealthy, which is not. I. And then I, of course, that actually did piss me off. I'm like, I'm tw- like, I haven't made my money. Like, <laughs> I'm broke from this record. Shut yeah. the fuck up. So that's a lie. And he said, this giant PR machine behind it. He's like, anybody with a few dirty words and a big PR machine behind it can sell records. <laughs> and as you know, I just yeah, sent you a message. Yeah, you are your own PR machine. But I, I, call, I just emailed you and said, yeah. you want to talk? And because I was like, I should probably, I'm leaving for tour. I should probably do a couple interviews and I'm getting lazy. And like I said, I was just, well, that was one of the ones I had fun with. So I'll do it before. So it is a lie. It's just, What he's saying is a fucking mm-hmm. lie. Um, that being said, I got a kick out of unpopular opinion because it was like, it's still a small record. It's not like like Adele's in no danger. <laughs> um, so then it's like, so the popular opinion is that he's really good. So that's cool. But then, of course, as character, I get pissed and I start screaming, you know, you're a piece of shit. I post his, he posted my picture. I'll fucking post yours, you fucking hipster piece of shit. And I went <laughs> after him and just, but it really is sad. Like to try to get clicks, he's trying, you know. I looked up to so his last two unpopular opinion columns. One was that Jack White had ruined rock and roll. <laughs> so all, it's just that you don't yeah, write there that. Is, you say incendiary things. That's just going to get clipped. Why is he saying this? I don't, I didn't read it because anyone who titles something like that. And then, of course, the next one I see in, I see insane, cl- cl- insane clown posse in the headline. I go, oh boy, here we go. He's like, insane clown posse is the, is the greatest band, oh, whatever no. it is. So it's like, so. If all you're going to do is just take the opposite of everyone's opinion, like, that's not journalism. That's not writing. That's just a guy who's hoping to get clicks. It's just, it's just, you're a piece of shit. You know, you're, you're worthless. You're fucking shit on my shoe. Anyway, the editor of LA Weekly said he wanted to talk. So I'm going to, actually, I'm going to interview with him tomorrow in character. And I just said, as long as you know that I'm, I may go crazy on it. If, I'm happy to do it. You know, if you want to talk to me again, I'm going to get, I didn't ask for the first article nor the second. I'm going to get two articles out of it. When you as Wheeler are going insane, 
Are you feeling the real emotions or is there distance? Yeah, there, I am because that's what I'm trying to say is why, again, it is part – like when I read about the giant PR machine, two seconds after I'm like texting you like if we can do the interview and also I'm running late, like I'm so sorry, can we still do it? <laughs> it, it drives me batty. Yeah. But I now have an outlet to get it out there and I instead of tweeting as Ben Hoffman where you get in trouble – excuse me, that was a burp. Bless not, you. I wouldn't say get in trouble, but like it's just not a. It's for not some, good. Whatever reason, for whatever reason, because now they know it's me, it shouldn't make a difference. But for whatever reason, when well, I put you, on the cowboy hat yeah. and the shades, it's a character, and I go crazy. But I really am fucking pissed at the dude, and I get pit, more pissed when I found a friend of mine who he made fun of, who I won't mention. But um, this guy's just out to get clicks, mm-hmm. and it's fucking. That's just that's, you know, and and of course I'm like, listen, he has a sad life. His uncle did whatever to him. It's not my fault. Like, you know, then I was like, fuck it. You know, then he just go again. <laughs> so, I mean, I literally got a, a, a tweet that day, a meme I'd never seen before, which is a cat's paws on a keyboard. Have you seen that one? Uh-uh. Like, stop tweeting. Like, <sighs> fans of mine were like, right. shut up. It's enough. Fans of Wheeler or fans of Fans you? of Wheeler. Okay. Because I did this all as Wheeler. Um, they, were, they were like, even my fans were like, yeah, it was a shitty article, but like, can you take criticism or not? <laughs> Right and the, and the and to answer your question, Wheeler can't take criticism well, and turns out Ben can't really. Either. <laughs> so it's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. It's all, yeah. It's just I have an outlet now to get it out. Is this is going to be a real pretentious question? And by the way, I have not forgotten that I still want to hear the rest of the titles and talk about them. Okay. Um, but I like teasing the audience with these. Titles. I know. How's is it, how's this podcast going? This is fine, right? It's all right. Oh, <laughs> I did that last time too. No, no. Oh, I'm oh, kidding. Applause. Okay. I'm kidding. Um, no, it's good. It is good. Uh, what was my question? My question is, was, you said it was good a pretentious, pretentious question. Yeah. Yes. Is, I can barely get it out. Is what? Wheeler your id? I've been in therapy for a decent amount of time, but I don't really know. I I don't think it's Freudian. I don't know. You're, you don't know. Are we going to say you don't know what your id is? You don't know if he's your id? I, I don't know the id. I, I, I try not to get too you know, wrapped up in that kind of shit. But it's just, I just like the simple version, which is like, it's an outlet for me. To, I don't know, you saw the show. I did this one scene where I was a football coach and I just screamed my fucking lungs out. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that sketch. But people really like, because I just, I basically, I was a high school football, it was supposed to be like Friday night. The original point of the sketch was it was Friday night lights, but it was gonna be little kids. And I'm cursing nonstop <laughs> and these little kids, I'm like, you fucking black asshole. You're black. You're supposed to be good at football. And you're fucking on my fucking team. It was like that. And they, of course, the networks finally made it teenagers, which, and of right. course, the, the, I was like, listen, you fat black piece of shit. And the, the kid who's the, taking the brunt of it, we can't even get him to stop laughing for the take because <laughs> he's loving it so much. Anyway, you know, talking, like, I, that was probably the longest day of my show ever. And it ended with that. I lost my voice screaming so mm. much. And I went home and I'm an insomniac and I slept like a fucking baby. Mm. And I actually talked to my therapist about it. And he's like, that's the fucking point of doing what I mean. You don't cause, because that's the big, point of doing what of what I do because I'm too. I'm not Having a smart an person. I mean, yeah. I am smart in some ways, but mostly I'm I'm an idiot. So like, wow, that really felt good. I don't put two and two together. Mm-hmm. He's like, you had you it been building up and you let it out because I'm so shy and kind of you know I don't scream at people in real life. Right. I found a way to do it. I don't say fuck you, bitch, in real life. But I found someone a way I can say it. So that's 
kind of the if that answers your question yeah no it does of, it does are you well, how would you what would your answer to that question be then of of whether wheeler is your id yes um in a way yes that's, that's what i'm saying it's kind of yeah like, like in a way i mean id would suggest that could suggest if you're gonna get real freudian that like wheeler also <clears throat> contains excuse me uh-oh <clears throat> cough left you thumb dick <laughs> That Wheeler also contains like libidinous urges and just all the urges that you would suppress normally. It sounds more like Wheeler's yeah. an outlet for anything that's like potentially quote well, unquote, all, antisocial. The, there is that stuff too because one of the things like I hear I heard about Snapchat. So it's like that's because obviously I do all the marketing myself. Unlike the LA Weekly, I don't have a high powered marketing machine behind me. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> um, so I got to join Snapchat. I didn't know how it worked, but no I heard I heard that you just it's just people sending you tits. So I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I'd like to see naked tits. Um, so of course I didn't know you weren't supposed to add everyone. So everyone who adds me on Snapchat, and from now on I'll just keep doing, I'll just add you back. And the song "Drop Them Out," which we're talking about, so they'll be like, "Hey, I just want to say I'm a big fan." I'll just write back, "Drop them out," <laughs> and then they'll and then they will, and I'll look at them. But it what like I'm like you know what I'm saying so it's probably closer <laughs> yes like, cuz I'm not saying like show like I was more shocked like I've stopped doing it a little bit now but it was more shock like I'm having someone say show me your by the way 90% of the pics I get are dicks and balls oh actually let me rephrase it 98% and it's not a gay thing it's just like dudes are like great cuz these kids nowadays that snap that's how they work mm-hmm. great fucking album here's my dick <laughs> It's basically what they're saying, and I found this out later. It's like their way of saying we love the record. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've seen besides porn, I've probably seen maybe two or three dicks in my life. I've seen, I probably saw two hundred a day. That's all I do is see dicks, and then occasional tits. But it, you know, now that you've seen all those dicks, do you have any sort of thoughts about dicks in general? Um, I just appreciate them more now. I guess <laughs> you know because it's it's thought of as a compliment. Because you know what, like on Snapchat, you put off like you said. Yeah, I don't fucking understand, but I think you do like a picture that goes up. You can send it to one person, but you can also do one that everyone sees. Right. So I'll just put out, you know, um, uh, going on tour. If you get this message, send me a picture of your of your tits or your pussy or your dick. <laughs> and then, of course, I get them. Mostly the dicks. But like... Um, <laughs> But I do get some t- – so the, the little business <laughs> stuff, you're, you know, it's like it is kind of in there too because it's like you know me well. You Even you know me well enough to know like I don't walk around – like, hey, at my most drunk, 80 beers, I would never go, hey, let me see them titties. You know, like I would just <laughs> – I don't I don't think I would – Right. I would ever – Do you have social anxiety? Oh, yeah, really bad. But yeah, but you were saying like I don't – well, that was one of my things too is – I never got, and you were asking about it before, like, I had no anxiety during the show. I had mm-hmm. no anxiety, really, during the record. Um, I'm leaving for tour in, I leave Friday to rehearse in Nashville for a couple of days, and we head on tour. Anxiety about, like, making sure everything's in place and all that stuff, but, like, the anxiety of what I call my seat. Like, you're neurosis. I think the example, I feel it. Like I, even if I did give this example, it was three years ago, so I can say it again. But this is another discovery I made with my therapist, which is I I hate airports. I hate flying. I mean, 
I'm fine with it now, but there was definitely a time it was really bad. And on not, I took the Thanksgiving after 9-11, which obviously was, you know, whatever it was, eight weeks later or something, um, around that time, around two months later. I kept thinking, I was obviously, that's, if I have a fear of being around it, you know, this is the worst. Mm -hmm. And you get there and there's armed guards and there's dogs and there's soup taking your shoes. It was this whole new world. And my anxiety was lower. And I didn't understand, like, and I took, I take Clonopin or Xanax, whatever's when I fly, um, you know, about two bottles or whatever. <laughs> and But I asked my therapist later, and I don't see my therapist, I'm making it sound like I see my therapist that much. I go, I, I was baffled, because I have, that's why I have a therapist, to figure out what's going on, because I don't right. understand. I go, so I'm scared of flying, and I'm scared of airports, and they're on red alert, and everyone's freaking out. Why was my anxiety lower? And he's like, because everyone around you mm, were calmed by the yes. fact that everyone around you finally had the anxiety you had. That's so interesting. So, no, because what I freak out usually was everyone here on this plane looks fucking calm. They don't know. Mm. But when everyone else has got their eyes bugging out of their head, I just fall like, well, they. I'm, yeah, like they, they're on the job too. Yeah, we're in this together. And no, it calms me to know that everyone else is as fucked up as me, at least for that p- brief period in time. So it's kind of like that too. Like when, same thing. I I kind of equate not as, as extreme, but like with the show or the album, it's like those are high pressure situations, and everyone, you know, we got to get this record done in five days, or your money's gone, or we got to get this show shot by. If we don't shoot these scenes by ten we're over budget, and you owe Viacom money. Like those situations. Although I have anxiety about, like I have huge anxiety about, like did I keep the toaster on? Mm-hmm. When it comes to the big stressful stuff, I seem to calm, calm down, which is obviously helpful in showbiz, um, but can be a kind of a pain in real life. Right. So I think that's where it's, you know, and when I put on a fucking cowboy hat, I mean, it's not even much of a costume. It's like a step above Groucho Marx and putting on shades and a cowboy hat. I just feel just like I'm talking like we didn't. I, I mean, all the songs are just like about stuff we would, you know, me and my friends would talk about and. It's more just, you know, because I still, I go, you know, I've got still got family back there and a lot of family in Tennessee and Kentucky and I'm there all the time and just kind of like, kind of singing how I would if I were singing there. And again, it's a, to me, it's a tribute to country music. A lot of people would disagree, but the, um, anyway, I kind of got off topic, but I I felt like we've made some breakthroughs, even though I did get off topic. I think we did. Have you met girls as Wheeler? Have you performed as Wheeler yet? I did well. That's the thing. It's the the tour is going to be interesting for me because you know I've toured with my brother just as a companion. I've never actually gone out on tour. I have. We did a couple. I've done a few shows. I mean, that's again where it's, it's kind of taken off in a weird way. The Exit Inn, which is a kind of a the troubadour, I guess, of Nashville. You know, fame. You know, I don't know if either of you been there. It's got all you know everyone's name on the wall, like Johnny Cash to like even like. Chuck Berry, mm-hmm. but even Red Hot Chili, you know, everyone's been through that one point. It's a big club. And they're like, let's play, let's do a, a record release party there. And I'm like, I'm not doing the fucking record release party there. It's a huge fucking club. Like, at that point, I'd literally sold zero record. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. They're like, I think it'll be fine. You know, the album's, the album's not out. I did it the Wednesday before it came out. It's like, I think it's getting past, you know, and we sold it out. That's awesome. Um, I was like, what the, f-? again, there's a crowd. I mean, they're singing along to the, the songs aren't even out. 
And my family's there, and there's a crowd of people singing along to Fuck You, Bitch, <laughs> which is a very, very odd experience. But, yeah, after the show, I can't I can't pick up – you know, it's like that's – I'm not that – I don't know what you say, method, cough, whatever it is. I'm not going to go around – And pretend to be him. Yes. I'm not, I'm not going to meet women as – I mean, I did accidentally on – <laughs> Snapchat, you know, like show me your tits, and they did. But I've stopped, you know. I I act like he would, you know. It's like you know. Sometimes I'd be like, yeah, that's enough, you know. Like, I think I'm good on tits for tonight. <laughs> Onto the pussy. No. <laughs> so yeah, no, that I can't. It's like when it's over. It's like that's where it, I a little separated. Is like when it's done, it's done. Which is why I wasn't originally. I was like, I should do this, and that's just fuck it. I'll just come on. So let's okay. talk relationships for a moment. When we last talked, your concern was, I think, tell me if this is right, that you are not really the type who could ever be in a relationship, even though you want to one day, because you just always want to be able to have alone time. Yeah, I don't know. And like marriage or a serious relationship, which I don't know. I don't if know if it's in. that. I don't know if. Well, no, I'm not in right now. Nothing's changed in those three years. You you hit the nail on the head. But it makes me think like I kind of made an album about that without realizing. You know, mm-hmm. it's an album about a guy. You know, a, song a guy called, who needs space. You want another song title? Yes, please. Better off beaten off. <laughs> um, it's about a guy who's just like a guy, Wheeler Walker Jr. <clears throat> another guy, Ben Hoffman. <laughs> Who's, you know, friends are going out and shower, put on my shirt. Um, it's a little more graphic in the song, of mm-hmm. course. Get my shoes, grab my jacket. Like, I don't want to go out. I'm going to go out. I'm going to talk to girls that I don't want to talk to. I'm going to get rejected. Or even if I don't, do, don't get rejected, I don't really want to take... My bed's clean. I want to bring some girl home. You know, like... <laughs> Just it's not worth it. Right. I'm just you gonna also, stay. For listeners who are like, what the bed clean thing? You also have you battle OCD and fairly intense germophobia, and went to behavior modification classes years ago. Did you re-listen to it? I did. Yeah, because okay. I, I didn't want to. I, I was hoping you did because I was just worried you had that good of a memory. No, I, well, my, I wish I was a Mary my Lou Henner. Th- my new thing is that I'm worried I'm losing my memory. So. That would have freaked me out if you yeah, didn't know if I could stuff. recall it that well. No, um, but, but you, you went. But to you're right about all this. Behavior modification classes to help you with your OCD, and it, you had to do stuff like rub a dollar on your face. And to graduate, they wanted you to touch toilet and then touch your face. No, they wanted me to touch. The graduation was sticking my hand in the toilet. That. I don't a clean have, toilet. And, I mean, but that, still, I wouldn't want to do that. No, Wait, in I, the water or just in the zone of no, the No, in the water. Yeah, see, I, I'm i like, well, that's the, I love germs and I wouldn't do that. That's his point is like, well, two things. One is his point, the point of the class is you're on the subway. I was living in Chicago at the time and you're grabbing the pole that used to gross me out. In your head, you're supposed to be like, I stuck my hand in a fucking toilet. Oh. This is nothing. Like, at least it's not that. Huh. But at the time I go... Go fuck yourself. Like, I'll do the other stuff, but I'm not sticking my fucking hand in the toilet. Yeah. Like, I don't need a graduation. Dip- I don't want a diploma from you. I just want to get better. <laughs> like, I don't want the fucking diploma. I- and he's like, well, and he's like, you know, and he's kind of laughing, you know, it wasn't like, he wasn't like, you you don't do that, you have to leave. He's just trying to right. help me. And he's like, he's like, you know, well, my dog drinks out of it all the time and he's fine. I was like, how old's your dog? Like, how, what's, what's best case scenario 
of how many years your dog lives? He's like, you know, seven. I was like, yeah, I'd like to live to be older than seven. <laughs> you fucking, you know. So, again, we're laughing about a very serious issue with the guy. And he he said, you know, you don't. Because he, also he's worried. He, he That's what he studies. And he knows he could. Flood you. He could. I could leave and never come back. And he wants to help me. So he, right. Yeah. He's not like. He wasn't. He was very cool. He wasn't like, you stick your hand in the toilet. You don't do that. He's just like, all right, you, you know, you don't have to do that. But the other stuff was, yeah. I do remember rubbing a dollar bill on the floor and then rubbing it on my face, and I couldn't wash my face for six hours. Was that uncomfortable? As hell at the time, but now you know. So now you're. And I had over to eat a twenty. I had. To, oh well, yeah. I mean, it's all part of it's always still with you. I mean, I still have a lot of it, and when I get when anxiety comes back, all those things come back. I was just gonna say another one too was I had to eat a Twinkie. I remember that because at the time I thought anything with preservatives. Really. I lost. I don't look fat to you, do I? No. I look fine. You look fine. You look good. That's what I was I wasn't gonna continue until I heard that. <laughs> but I'm definitely not fat. No. But I, I weighed, I'm not joking, probably thirty or if not forty pounds less than this. Right. Because now. you were afraid of preservatives? I would eat no, I was like I'm not gonna eat anything with preservatives. And part of O C D is just irrational. It's like I'm not I, I couldn't tell you why. You know, the meat I was like, no meat. I don't know if they're cooking it enough. Um, no show, you know, by, by the end, there was nothing to eat. You know, I wasn't starving myself, but I was eating a lot, actually. It was just all this weird kind of food. Was this because you were afraid of becoming sick or because you are you afraid of death and want to be healthy? Like what? What's no, the specific I, well, fear? Well, the whole point of OCD, well, I don't want to speak for the medical community, but there's a lot of it is that there's no rationality to it. It's yes, just control. I think d- did control is a good word. Like, was that chicken cooked enough? I don't know. An hour later at the movies, I don't. Am I being? Am I poisoned mm-hmm. right now? I don't know what's going on. You think it'll be okay? And you wake up. Do you have? Um, but like, I can picture my. No, I was just gonna say I can picture myself in those extreme situations, and luckily that is not there. But anyway. when I hear stuff like that, and I have, I have things. And everyone's like got, that. Yeah. Um, but when I hear stuff like that, I always think. Is this a response to some kind of trauma or to have a response to at one point when you were young feeling unsafe, some kind of like chaos or unpredictability? Well, that's um, what I was trying to figure. I mean, that's my problem is you know, I've talked to my parents about like I. And your parents are together. Your dad's a doctor. Your mom's. Yeah. Um, they're a well-heeled family. Um, <laughs> um, they, um, I don't know, is a, is a doctor living that? It's just a regular internist with three kids. It doesn't seem People bad. always – my dad is a doctor as well. People always assume that doctors are rolling in it. The truth is that there was a time when doctors made a lot of money, but also, with the way insurance companies are, doctors don't make shit anymore. But it's not that they don't even make shit, but it's just like he's an – he's like there are those people who are like the top neurosurgeons in the world or invented like some kind of new, you know, drug, whatever it is. But it's just right. a regular working doctor. People he did fine, that that's... but we have a wife and three kids. It's just we weren't – hurting for money but it was yeah, you're it, well healed i'm well well i but when i see well healed it means wealth you know it's whatever yeah anyway my my bigger point is even if it's true what the fuck do you do you go interview my like where the fuck is he getting this shit? right i'm like i don't know what my parents have in the bank account so you talk to your parents no my, about my, whether about what where this no came from? what happened was and, and i would i mean this is the type of humor i had like i basically said to my parents like my life would be so much easier if you had just molested me. Because then we'd have answers, you know. 
I don't know what the fuck happened. And some of it's just unexplained. Some of it's just probably genes. Some of it is, you know, my mom was a little, was had some OCD follies mm-hmm. around the house, so that she didn't really bother that much. Um, so what triggered it? I don't. I mean, I had stages of it my whole life. Um, uh, I'm just luckily I found out it because it was the real issue is like everyone has their thing. Like, you, you know, it's funny too because you know when I was when it was really happening to me, I was like, you know, I can't touch a bathroom door, and I would grab a a paper towel and now i notice you know now there's trash cans next to the doors all the time on the inside mm-hmm. and every there's if you go into a bathroom there's paper towels all you know everyone's kind of has it's becoming a more common thing no one right. wants to touch, no one wants to touch a bathroom door hand you know like there's those kind of things what the, the problem is when it interfered like when it interf- you when you can't live your life i mean i'd i remember one night specific i went I was in kentucky and i Meeting some friends, and I go out, and I had my gas tank was empty, so I go to the gas station. I fill it up. I was like, "This kept gas. I don't. know. This is chemicals. It's like my body's not covered in chemicals. I got to go home, wash my hands, and I go home, wash my hands, and I was like, it's probably spread to the my body.' And I go home, and then I actually have to take a shower. By the time I shower, it's like it's already ten o'clock. I'm supposed to meet them two hours ago, <laughs> so I didn't make it out. Like, pro- I didn't miss much, probably, but. It literally, like, I didn't, I wasn't lit, you know. That's where the problem is, is when it's like, I was supposed to see, hang out with friends that night, and because I thought I was covered in germs, I couldn't, that's where it gets into trouble, or like, yeah, that could certainly lead to, well, I can't, you know, if that had happened on the way to work, luckily, I no one would hire me at the time, <laughs> but like, if that happened on the way to work, and you, it could affect your... Lively, you know, that's right. where it really gets becomes an issue. It's, it's, people who don't like shaking hands or um, touching door, that's a, a whole nother category. It's people who are just like, you know, intense OCD. And a lot of it is just, uh, it's just, there's no, ra- you know, it's like the step on a crack, break your mother's back kind of thing. Like, you know that if you step on a crack, I mean, that's the, the, the you know, the cliched example. You know rationally, if you step on a crack, your mom's not staying home and her back's going to break. <laughs> but still, you can't stop your brain from not right. touching the crack on the sidewalk when you walk on it. It's like, I know for a fact that getting gas on my hand is not going to kill, kill me, you know. I could probably, I don't think I would, you'd want to drink it, but like, you spill gas, people spill gas on this. It's like, I, I, I'm smart enough to know that. But you, it just can't process, mm-hmm. you know. Or like, I know I locked the door. I know. I saw it. I saw the, But I just can't go back to sleep until I get back up and check again. So luckily I caught it in my 20s before it was like, you know, I mean, that's what I always think about when I think about like these. I wonder if catching, if I hadn't caught it, I would have become like a great artist. Because like when you think about like a oh, Van Gogh or somebody. Oh, your art? I don't think, well, I don't, if it does, I don't care. I'd rather be, I'd rather be yeah. sane. But like. Van Gogh, like, there was no drugs, no medic, there was no guy teaching you to talk, there was no even diagnosis for it. Mm-hmm. That's probably what happened. Cut his ear off. You know, like, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just picking a random person. But if that happens to you in the 17, 1600, 1800, even there, you know, in the 50s, you don't know what the fuck it is. There was no diagnosis for it. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely not one of those people. And I don't think I would have gone crazy. But like uh, Howard Hughes, obviously, is the ultimate example, which is 
Well, also Howie Mandel. Yeah, the Howls. Um, <laughs> well, Howie Mandel again is is not as much because they know what you know. I feel right. like it's kind of a bit sometimes. Yes, but, I've seen him fist bump. But also, like, when he goes on Stern and talks about it, like we do know what he's talking. Now we know what right, it is. Right. But Howard Hughes was, you know, pissing in jars and like, um. Wasn't he wearing Kleenex boxes on his feet or something? I actually don't know that much. He, he wouldn't. He, I'd love to get him on the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. He's it's, it's a little too late for that. He um he grew his uh uh wouldn't clip his toenails. Ooh. Like he's a billionaire from what, what was the DiCaprio yeah. movie, The Aviator? Is mm-hmm. that what he played him? Where yeah. he kind of kind of lost it at the end. Um, there like someone then could have like explained what it was. He just didn't. You know, you just especially if you're a billionaire. If you're the right. one of the richest man in the world, then, but you just—it's just undyed. You're going crazy. My favorite part of that, though, was that which is not OCD, is that he was worth so much money, and it's before VCRs or DVRs or any of that. I mean, before cable even. He owned the TV station, so he would call them, and just tell them what you know. There's film, no, you couldn't even watch movies at home, so he would just tell them what to play, and then he would call when he was going to the bathroom, and tell them to pause, you know, to stop the movie. Good come power. back, yeah, and call back and just like start it again. <laughs> like the TV, it was a TV station, and you're watching it depending on Howard Hughes's bladder, yeah, his schedule. <laughs> if he had a meeting, like you would, it would just be, I guess, we didn't even have pause it, but I'd take it off the reel or whatever <laughs> it's called at the time. Well, we should do just mirror everyone soon, but I need to hear the rest of the track names. Okay, I forget where we left off. Drop we them left- out, eating pussy, kicking ass, yes. Better, better oh, off. Oh no! The no off. Well, before better off, I'm gonna give them to you in order. Okay. Fighting, fucking, farting. <laughs> that um, title cracks me up the most. That's the one where people are like, "All right, it's a comedy album." <laughs> um, but it was to even that to me. There's some seriousness in it. What's the seriousness in that one? Well, you know, it's like you know, you got a girl, you're fighting, and you're fucking. <laughs> and obviously, I needed a third F. I'm not gonna lie. But I was also thinking too, like, isn't the ultimate relationship when you're like. Um, open enough to fart in front of a person. I think so. Thank the you. The man with whom I share my life and home. And your farts. I was going to say disagrees, but not so much lately. Yeah, I mean, but you're going to have to. At some point, yeah, it's going it to come out. So right. I was like, even that, the most ridiculous thing. you know. So that, and then it's better off beating off. I don't think remember in order. Sit on my face, <laughs> which got a great groove to it. That's a, lot of, that's a, that's a fan favorite. And then, which one you queer is going to suck my dick? That's where the character goes... <laughs> Homosexual. Mm-hmm. That, again, back. The idea was to piss everyone off, like the, like the the guys who love the you know fucking chicks, blah 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 stuff are going to get pissed. You know, I've gotten a lot of things like I love the songs, I love it, but I'm not going to buy it because of the gay shit. Good, I don't good. I don't care. Like I just, they're homophobic. You mean? I'm not going to say if someone's homo- – I mean, if I'm not saying I'm not going to buy an album because there's gay shit on it, it sounds homophobic to me. But again, it was just my attempt to literally make the least commercial album <laughs> of all time. It's like I'm going to piss off every fucking demographic. Yeah. Um. Um. You know, piss – you know, I'm going to – I get my dicks – Wheeler gets his dick sucked four times on the record. I mean, he fucks a lot of women and he rips a lot of farts. <laughs> But he does, you know, he's ever, and at the end, it was almost just the storyline of the album is just this man. And this is a, this is like a Sergeant Pepper's, you know, it's mm, like a opus. It's a it's a it's a story, you know. We're telling 
a story through song. It's starting with the fucking and then getting dumped and feeling bad and then and then it just ends with, you know, fuck it. Uh, go to a gay bar. Which one of you queers going to, you know, start sucking, <laughs> basically. Let's get to work here because I've run out of options. So I'm not saying it's a great story, but it's... <laughs> But it's got an arc. (laughs) It's got an arc. (laughs) Yeah, in the middle, he showed it, you know. So that was kind of the, I mean, it was, you know, like, what was it? Like, Tommy, the Who's album. Mm. It's like, it was like this, like this, uh, what do they call it? Rock opera. Rock opera. Oh, yeah. Uh, So that was my original. Don't get me wrong. There's places in the album, like, say, Fighting Fucking Farting or uh, Can't Fuck You Off My, you know, where the story loses some traction here. I mean, I don't think they're going to make a novel or a Broadway version of it anytime soon, which, although it would be Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. Um, so, yeah, and then again, like you said, I'm going out and playing. It's very strange. I don't know what's about to happen. I'm not going to go. We're playing shows. Although, if you think about it, they made a movie out of Convoy by C.W. McCall, and that was a character. So I think... What's that? The song Convoy? Well... By who? The guy that did that, that was a character. That was not a real musician. Well, and they made a movie off, out of that song. I'm going to say something off mic, but you can if it picks it up, it's fine. Oh, cool. So that was part of the goal was to do it all as a big thing. But because that other shit t- took too long, it's just been the music. And because the album's selling, it's like, let's go on tour. And all of a sudden, I'm a fucking... Like I'm hiring band members. You know. Wait, can you, Can I ask a question about that off mic thing or no? Ask the question off mic. All right. It's nothing. Sorry, happened, nothing, nothing sorry that's, audience. Nothing that's happened. No. Well, that's. I mean, again, I don't. I could be here all night talking about it, but I don't. I don't consider it a stunt. I consider it. Uh, and I would lose the argument probably, but to me, I'm becoming this character. I'm mm-hmm. putting out an album, and I'm fuck. My what I love here's what I love in life. I love comedy, and I love bothering people. <laughs> is what it basically comes down to. And this, and you know what? Let me. There's three. There's I love comedy. I love music, and I love bothering people. And this was the perfect combination. I'm just bothering every. I have like there's a lot of people now working. Mm-hmm. Again, it's self funded, but you know I have to pay them. But there's people. I've had meetings around with the fucking business. You know, I have business managers figuring it's, out the economics of the tour and all this. So it's getting a little bit. It really is fascinating because you found a way to solve the conundrum of how do I get to enjoy my passion for bothering people, which you can't do as Ben Hoffman because it's not really socially acceptable. You'd be which that's what, misconstrued. Totally. But it's so odd is they know it's Ben Hoffman. Unless, right. except the, the shitty journalists who don't know. And... A lot of the people, I mean, I do a lot of radio interviews where afterwards they'll be like, I mean, so it's kind of half and half where they're like, they'll get off the phone and be like, thanks, Wheeler, you know, talk to you soon. <laughs> and half the time it's like, Ben, love the show, you know, don't worry, I'll never say you're Wheeler on it. You know, it's like, and the people, that's why I was, you know, again, we've talked about it 10 times, but like, if it's someone I know and like, like you, and it's not really what you do. It doesn't bother me to be Ben, although that's just a very rare occurrence. But most, most of like a radio guy loves to play. It's fun for him mm-hmm. because he's just got to interview. Just you get to pick who you interview. He's just got he's got all these interviews, and this one guy's going to get on there. And don't forget, I'm also ripping on 
the thing that's caught on most, which is the least important to me, which is I'm spending so much time ripping on the mainstream country world, which no one can do, and no one can talk to these people. And I get calls all the time from major country artists. Like, I mean, some are like, we're fans, we want to meet, and some are like people whose names I won't mention. But the t- top of the top, and I've gotten the, shut the fuck up. Like, leap. Wow. It's enough. It's enough. And I don't know what happened. I just don't give a shit. I was just like, sorry. Dude. You know, it's like, it is calm. You know, like. Where why, where does the love of bothering people come from? I don't know. I'm just an annoying fucking prick. I think, I think it's just like, I just. um, I don't know. Maybe it's just a chat. Like, could I sell records? Could I, could I. Could I bet my, I wouldn't say life savings, but you know, bet my bank account on this thing with both, like, like for example, like I got, like I'm still me, so I'll get the numbers in, you know, and I try not to pay attention to it, but it's like, oh, your album fell to number 20 or something on the charts or whatever it is. I'm like, fucking, you know, piece of shit. It's like, that's so fucking lame. These fuckers. And like, Ben, we can't play it on the radio, we can't show the video. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, you you know, the people in front of you, they're on The Voice hosting shows. They're, you know, like, it's like, yes, both your hot hands are tied behind your back, but you tied them is basically what they're saying. It's like, I guess I wanted to make it a challenge for myself, but it's also, it's all in the name of comedy, though, too, because, which is, this was the funniest version. And the idea, the whole, the 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 mark like I said the Pornhub and all that kind of stuff and going on as my as Wheeler and doing all this stuff that was all part of the bigger picture to me I just refused to do it until I had an album that I thought was strong enough to back all that up and that's actually honestly been if I will get deep for a second the one rewarding part is country f- musicians who I love because I I have a sincere love. Who, Reaching out like I I fucking love the record. That's really cool because I don't really care if my comedy friends like it because the thing against them, but just they're gonna say you know they're my friends and they do like it. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to hear that. I'm not saying I don't like hearing it, but it's like what's you know everyone says like you know, every musician wants to be a comedian, every comedian wants to be a musician, right? Like again, you can't with which one of you queer is gonna suck my dick. I'm not like. But I like why? Why is the LA Weekly not taking me as a serious fucking artist? You know, like, <laughs> but I still get mad. I don't know what's. I've just yeah. Again, it's just it's just because ha- you did put your your heart and soul and money into it, even though it's not your yes. Name. And then why am I going to get pissed that I'm not outselling Blake Shelton? Blake Shelton is is pumped into and nothing is like I don't even know his music. He's probably a nice guy, but he's pumped into how many millions of homes and isn't he? What's he on The Voice? Right. Yes. How many people see him every night? Right, a lot. 50 million, you know, like, maybe not 50, you know, 20 million people a night see him. I can't, if he's number one and I'm number 18, I should be jumping up and mm-hmm. down. But to me, it's all or not, like, I don't, it, it's stupid well, it's to interesting. You want mass acceptance for this thing where you're delighting and annoying people. Well, also, I want mass acceptance in something that literally... Like they're what they're explaining too is like you don't understand you're number nine on the Billboard country charts. Ninety percent of your sales are iTunes. The the number eight sold albums at Walmart. I mean the country fans are, are actually 
if this is interesting to you at all. They're kind of more than anyone are ones who still buy mm-hmm. physical product. So these people buy albums at Walmart. They buy them on, you know, at Kmart. They buy them at Starbucks. I mean, a lot of these right. bands about like I'm nowhere. So you can't compare yourself to them. But it, maybe it's OCD. It doesn't sink in. I was like, I gotta outsell these fuckers. It's like, how the fuck are you gonna outsell Carrie Underwood with a song called "Fighting Fucking Farting"? <laughs> I'm like, because it's better. <laughs> but America doesn't agree with you. Well, that's where the bothering comes in. Yeah. Well, if, if you're if you're gonna buy more, um, you know, Florida Georgia Line albums than my album, I'm gonna bother Florida Georgia Line, not because I hate the band. Just because I'm pissed they're selling more records than me because they're doing the things you're supposed to do to sell records. I'm doing everything you're not supposed to do to sell records, and it still pisses me off. So you know who gets the brunt of it? Florida George Line, which isn't fair to them, but it still it makes me laugh. I don't know why. And I'll go on and I'll fucking rip these people. And also there's the aspect, too, of, again, I'm going over time. Sorry. It's okay. But, we we do have just me or everyone to get to, though. I will. I'll get to. But... um. Forget it, I forgot. Oh no! I did the pressure that happens to me sometimes? If someone's like, "Okay, hurry up," I'm like, "Well, now it's gone." No, well, what I was going to say was, there's also a lot of people who are like, because it's not a good if you're a music like, you're not if you're a musician, you're not supposed to go say who sucks and who's shit. And but mm-hmm. I just go do it because one for some reason when I put on that hat, I just I'm ruthless. I just start making fun of bands because it's a joke to me. It's like you know, it's no different than giving a speech at the oscars you know like you rip on all the actors and stuff it's just like that's showbiz to me it's not like they're not real people but the you other like triumph the insult comic dog but i'm so, i'm triumph the insult country dog <laughs> um yes! but and he did make a record i think too um but a lot of artists like that i you know and i try i'm trying to back off this a little bit because you know i'm getting these warnings from people and nothing threat me just like you know can you lay off and I, I want to tell them it's nothing personal, but a lot of the other artists love that I'm, you know, because no one is has the balls to talk about. Oh my god, <laughs> my dog is snoring. I'm really getting deep, and this dog's <laughs> fucking it up. How, uh, how audible is that, Jeff? <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like it to be honest. It's soothing. Yeah, I don't think we're picking it up too much on the mic. Okay, so okay. I no, I just that like it. that. I'm it's like. Putting my dog to sleep. No, no, no. <laughs> well, that part too, but also that like I'm trying to be kind of serious and there's a, a snoring in the background. <laughs> but I, I'd prefer it that way. Don't wake him up. Um, no, what I was going to say was there's a lot of people egging me on to keep doing that, to keep making fun of these mainstream acts because they're not allowed, you know, like, no normal person would be, would be able to do that. Yeah. And I'm the guy, I'm like, you know, so while I do don't, while I do, while I, I dislike that music, passionately i hate it i don't want to hurt pe- people but when, then when i get in costume i don't care i lose it it's because all my fascinating yeah it's it's a very strange thing um i'd be curious you know be curious what your audience well the, your audience probably hasn't gotten this far they probably already i already bored the fucking i mean I, I put a dog to sleep so that doesn't bode well for the for your listening why do you feel like a dog is usually the easiest kind of audience Dogs are kind of pretty easy. I, that's I didn't. I left that part out. Seventy five percent of my album sales were dogs. <laughs> so if I can't win this dog over, I'm, right? I'm well, Wendy fun. has very eclectic tastes. Mm. I think that my audience would like your album, though. It's really the music. 
is really good and the lyrics are really funny. Well, the other thing to, uh, I mean, the guy who produced it one, two months ago, won the Grammy for Country Album of the Year. That's why I'm saying it's, it's, it's legit. That's why people are so fucking, why I'm saying bothering people. People don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. They're like, this guy actually won two Grammys and won the the CMA, which is the Country Music Grammy for Album of the Year as well. Mm-hmm. So the hottest producer in country music made this album and look at this, what he's singing about. And like, like they just don't know how to, it's, it's too much to comprehend. Thus an unpopular opinion is mm. born. Mm. So it's almost like, uh, unfortunately I'm already getting the backlash and I still haven't even sold enough records to break even yet, which is pissing me off. Right. But, but the backlash is helping you. Yeah. I should enjoy it. I never got the lash. <laughs> you guys, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, perhaps some Purell, um, Kleenex boxes, Kleenex, soap, Ben's album, or Wheeler Walker Jr.'s album. Yeah, um, don't click, look for my album. Yeah. Click through the uh, Amazon banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps the show. Thank you guys so much for your Amazon support. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you for your PayPal support. PayPal link's on the right side of the website. Uh, we have t-shirts available. If you go to alisonrosen.com, click on the store. We also have ringtones available and bonus episodes available. We have everything you need. Let's do uh, just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay. Max Householder says, run into someone you know at the store, exchange pleasantries, then awkwardly try to avoid a second meeting in another aisle. I actually, yes, but I find the second meeting is sort of like that thing where you say goodbye to someone and then you end up walking the same direction as them where you're just like, you can sort of make light of how awkward it is. I would try to avoid the first awkward exchange of pleasantries. Can I... Can I reread the beginning of that? Okay. It, Run into someone you know at the store. Okay, that's the part. I, th- I thought it was just. I thought it was just a stranger. N- no, you run into so someone you know, you know at a store. You exchange pleasantries and then awkwardly changes, try yeah. to avoid a second meeting in another aisle. I'm the person. And I'm not proud of this because in my dreams, I am someone. I'm chatty. I speak to all sorts of clerks at stores, and I just spread joy with my general joie de vivre. In reality, if I see someone I know, I'm like, I don't know if I want to say hi to them or not. I'm exact, yeah. So we know the answer to this question. I'm in ex- and I'm exactly the same way. Which is, it's actually a real a, a Mr. Show sketch that I always think of when this subject comes up. Which is, have you ever seen this where they, um, they say good? They're in a parking lot. And they're like, you know, see you later. Oh yeah. And then they walk, and they their cars are parked next to each other. <laughs> It's like, oh, anyways, see you. Good to see. You. And then they go to the gas station, and then they're like, <laughs> it happens like ten times, and like. Everyone relates to that. Yeah. And it's so fucking awkward. So obviously that's, we know the answer to that one. Right. Heidi says, when home alone and washing dishes, I worry that I will cut myself, bleed to death, and it'll look like I committed suicide. Just mirror everyone. I have never, I'm always worried about slicing off a finger or something, but I've, I've never had that particular fear of the accidental death looking like suicide. I, as someone, to go back to something we discussed I would see someone about that sounds that sounds like OCD to me. That mm. sounds like honestly some symptoms of OCD, which is I'm going to die from doing the like it's an irrational thought. 
I'm going to die from doing the dishes. It's, it's, has it ever ha- I mean... Well, no. But, I mean, just to defend... Look, I think I believe in therapy for everyone. But to, but the segment is kind of like, here's weird shit that I think, am I alone in this? So it might not be, like, affecting her life. It might She might just wonder if other people have this concern. Uh, but I'm saying I think we're being honest that we don't have it. And I've never heard... I'm just saying I've never heard of that before. Okay. I'm not saying she needs Heidi, therapy. I'm just stay saying. stay strong. Yeah, but I'm saying stay well, strong. here's yeah. a question. I have weird shit pop into my head all the time. The kind of stuff where it's like, am I okay? Like that that, that just popped into my head. Um, and I remember looking up that like the more overtired you are, the more, I think they call it morbid ideation. Like the more sort of flash images of like violent or scary stuff will pop into your head. Cause yeah. I mean, I wish I had a good example, that's but there's tr- definite stuff where I'm just like, well, that's the compulsion part of OCD yeah. too. But uh, you don't trust me. I, you don't have OCD, but yeah. G- but I think that's just from being tired. Mm-hmm. You know, I just learned, I hope I didn't repeat this on the last podcast, but Michael Jackson, you know why he died basically? No. Is, that you know that drug they were giving propofol him. propofol yeah it i mean it gives you the this is the, what's a, a someone had said this is not the official word but this is what i was told is um it puts you to sleep but you don't actually right like he had literally not gone full sleep it, not rem sleep so he had actually not that's why he was going so crazy he it's possible hadn't he had any good sleep had, for a long no, time not even yeah. had any good sleep it's saying it's possible he might have gone weeks without sleep but you don't but to in his brain, he had because right. Obviously, that's he's the only one who's ever done that. It's like the, having injecting yourself. Obviously, he was having major sleeping issues. I don't know how I got into Michael Jackson, but yes, you can go crazy. I mean, like he died from not sleeping, right? Which is crazy. But that's only because in the rare occurrence you can afford to have a guy inject you with propofol, where it's an issue. Yeah, was he injected with, or did he have an IV going every night? He had that. That's why that doctor had that trial. Yeah, he would come over. That guy would come over and, and inject, inject him. I think it was. And someone else told me that you know he was had so much plastic. He, that's why he also loved plastic surgeries because they would inject him with that thing. He Ooh, would go under. maybe he loved the Versed. What's that? Oh, Versed is the drug usually with anesthesia that they give you before propofol. Look, as someone who's had a fair amount of. Um, what if I said plastic surgery? You'd be like, what? <laughs> As uh, someone who's had who's been under general anesthesia a fair amount of times, propofol, there's nothing fun about that one. You don't feel it. You that, just shuts your lights out. Versed is what is like relaxes you. It's a benzodiazepine. And uh, if it were available on the streets, I would be buying it right now. So why then it's weird that he wanted the propofol. Right. That's what I'm saying. So he literally just like I'll bet he was just like just didn't want to I don't be have to conscious. Worry. I don't have to worry about sleep. Just yeah. I'll find. I'll pay a doctor enough money. He'll come. He'll jet me with this thing that put me under during surgery, and I'll go out, not realizing that it's not actually sleep. Right. Anyway, did that get off topic? Medazolam. Oh. <laughs> That's the uh, actual name of Versed. Okay. Master Twink says, I always change channels during commercials. Nine times out of ten, I forget to return to the original show and miss the ending. No, I don't really do that. I think deep, because of DVRs, I yeah. don't do that. Yeah. But in the old days, probably. Um, 
Okay. Nightcloud says, occasionally I go really, really deep into someone's media. I think they mean social media. Then feel really, really creepy. I don't. I feel like that is like looking at porn and feeling guilty for looking at someone's tits. Well, like can, that's what it's there for. But what can you define going deep into someone's Yeah, like media? going on someone's Facebook page and suddenly looking at posts that they made from 2008. Oh, yeah. I mean, like if it's like a girl you, I mean, a girl you like who you're on your Facebook friends with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would. Or even just a stranger, though. Like no, I will. No, I agree with you yeah. because it's like that's what it's there for. It's there. Yeah. Then it would disappear after. It would be Snapchat. It would disappear right. after. It, that's, that's why it's so people like it. So right. you can go, huh? What's going on here? And you go down the hall. But I have encountered that frequently, where people do feel weird about having been on your page, or on your this, or on your that. Like I know that. Um. I used to write, I had a blog many years ago. I still do. Well, I still do. It's part of my website, but I used to write on it all the time. And a friend that I worked with felt uncomfortable letting me know that he had been reading my blog, which I thought was weird because it's like, that's what it's there for. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why I'm writing it. You should feel bad that you haven't told me. Yeah. So you should have said. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had. Also, I think the the fear too is like she goes to like going way back on someone's Facebook feed and then like accidentally clicks the like. <gasps> that is always my fear. That's a a rational fear, yeah. It is a rational fear. To yeah. me, yeah, Yeah, okay. If some um I'm oh yes. Particularly as a married woman, I shouldn't even admit this, but well, I that will. makes me want to hear it all the more. Okay, so the guy that I lost my virginity to, I'm not proud of how he acted. I was obsessed with him for years. Wait, what, how, what age are we talking I about? I was 20 and a half. Okay. But um, he and I sort of dated on and off. And this that's is Orange actually, County. This is Orange County. That's actually what got me into therapy was uh, everyone around me, including me, was like, this is not healthy. This, the, the way that you're like pretty much not being, not being treated well. And by the way, it wasn't like he was treating me terribly like he was an abusive boyfriend or anything like that. It was just that to him, this was just a casual thing. And to me, this was a relationship. And I was, it's well, like I just didn't understand the, book, the fundamentals. You didn't get it at that age. I didn't. No, I never, I didn't know how to date. I didn't know how any of this worked. I was just like, he likes me enough to want to hook up with me. He must really like me. N- none of his behavior makes sense, though. I don't get it. And I'm fascinated. And I'm... uh going to make my whole life about this and I can't think about anything else and I can't talk about anything else. And I mean, it was like, I was... Which, by the way, happens at 40, 50, 60, 70. It happens with everyone, but go on. I was in so deep, yeah. yeah. So, um, and that's what... I ended up going to therapy uh, to sort of try to figure that out. But anyway, um, and by the way, like I would call his house and leave... I would leave messages, even though he had stopped calling me back. I feel like for so long after he and I were done. What did you nothing... What did you try to learn? Well, like, what was the therapy? Just because you couldn't, I mean, like, did you did it help at all? It was, guess, yes, like, it, it. Well, yeah, um, it did. I would think that'd I be was helpful in because college because that, that's some that's a thing that the people therapists are used to. I would assume. Yeah, I was in college, and it was my it was at the college counseling center. And I, I had to fill out this inventory. And I remember, and I was like, why are you here? And I just wrote, I'm in a relationship that I don't think is healthy and I'm having trouble getting out of it. And then she became my therapist. She was just doing like a, she was getting, I don't know why she was working at the counseling center because she also had a private practice. But she became my therapist for years and years after that. Um, I wish I could remember what, I, you know, what I got to the root of. Um, but she was helpful. She was. She was. I mean, I know that 
one thing she said is, I want you to think about why you feel like this is all you deserve. And I wanted to be like, because this is all I've ever had. I was a large gal and, and well, not confident. Well, the, that's, I think. And I felt, I did not feel, I feel like, like I had I'm any, talking to you at 20, but also like. Yeah, I didn't it's, feel it's, like it's, I had it's, any it's agency also like, also, over my life. But it's also just, it's just the old. Oldest story. I mean, it happens to everyone all the time. Yes. It's just the oldest story in the book. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as you get older, you learn ways to manage things so that you don't become so dependent and vulnerable on someone because being that dependent and vulnerable does not make you more attractive to them at all. Sometimes I think that you learn how to be better in a relationship. Sometimes I think, or you just meet the right person and you aren't triggered in the same way. Like that, I was such a like floppy weak-willed do you think it's because it was the, the first person who gave yes. you attention yes and sex i guess we should, to be so yeah blunt. yes all of that but i also was really taken with him and he was older and he was cute and he played in a band and he was really funny um but he might but was it like i don't like you at all or was it just like no 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 it was a you know he, so he was, it was a, a, a you know he called that's the thing is he paid attention to me he just let me know in every way that to him this was not an exclusive relationship but i didn't i like it, that those words didn't mean anything to me it i didn't get yeah. it it can't it can't yeah so i was very much a doormat and like would you know do whatever so he you, wanted looking and, back on it do you think he was he was not trying to hurt you on purpose, or do you think he was? I don't think he was trying to hurt me. Okay, I'm I don't think he was trying. to That's hurt such me. a shitty thing. I mean, that's that's a bad. The difference between someone who's like bad at I don't know relationships or life or social whatever mm-hmm. versus a like just a bad person it doesn't sound well. Like that's it. the thing is that I mean I had this realization at some point. Oh my god, all those guys that I thought were these like bad people that I had, I always selected bad dudes and there were a fair amount of bad dudes that I did select as well. But so many of them, I think, let me, let me restart the sentence. I think so much of that behavior is situational. I think that someone, when they're in the relationship, in a relationship, in a whatever with the wrong person, if, if the interests aren't at the same level, the other person might think, Wow, you're an asshole, but maybe they weren't really. Like maybe. Well, yeah, but you've also been on. But that's when you learn it later because there's been plenty of guys, and you're just like who they call, and you're just like I don't even want to call them, you know. And they're the, you're on the other side. Mm-hmm. You understand what it's like on the other side. But it's just like if I call, there's a chance he'll pick up, and then I got to talk to him. You know, it's like it was just a thing, and you know, I don't really care. So then you get it. Then you realize from the other side of it, like. Oh, they I, just weren't. It was he's that, the he's the Allison yeah, on this one. It's that he's just not that into you thing. Exactly. Which it really, and I had Greg Barron on the show. And we talked about it. He he wrote that book. It was such an eye opening way of looking at things. Like, oh, maybe they're not, you know, horrendous toxic assholes. Maybe it's just that they weren't that into me. That was a whole new way of looking at it. Yeah, that's okay. a, that's a good breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that guy, but someone who was it that told me a story that he was on. Actually, I'm not gonna tell the story because it might not be true. But I'm gonna t- it's too late. I'm gonna tell it. But <laughs> he was on Oprah, and I mean, obviously at that time, getting on Oprah's that's like yeah. twelve tonight shows. It's like uh, 
commercial break, she's like, "You're gonna be a billionaire," or something. I heard that's like a kind that of sound, that ring that sounds. It sounds. Like, I think it's an urban myth, maybe that's just kind of been passed around, like that people talk about. You know, because everyone, all my friends who are in TV or movies, mm-hmm. whatever, it's like every time someone's like, you know, they have a pilot or something, you know, like you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna make a ten million. They're always they use that as the example. I think. Right. I'm sure you made a ton off that. Yeah, I think so. Thing, but you know, I doubt it was a billion. I doubt it was a billion. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all of this was leading to the fact that I don't want to admit that occasionally I'll be like, oh God, what if anyone in their orbit listens to this? Well, it's so too anyway, late now. You got to say it. So lo and behold, because I thought that he was just this sort of confirmed bachelor, um, even though he was only 27 at the time. So. But he, that's I think so the, old. the difference between 27 and 20 is a lot, though. Yeah, I was 19 when I met him. 19 and 20, that's a lot. So he was 27, and I thought that he was just this confirmed bachelor, going to date a lot of women. He ended up married to the girl that he dated right after me, slash at the same time as me. Isn't that crazy? To me, it's, that was crazy. It's crazy, but does it help his argument? Which argument? That he just, well, his argument was he just didn't want to be in a relationship. <laughs> Well, it doesn't help that argument. No. But does it help the argument that the he literally just wasn't that into you because he found the love of his life, theoretically? Right. I guess. I never really even thought of it that way because I don't have any sort of animosity or negativity or like I'm really not invested at all in it. Um, he is not uh, – he's like unsearchable. He's off the grid. However – You're not. This girl – right, I'm not. The girl that he married, woman – has a Facebook page. So I have looked Which at that. Which you've been up and down, I'm sure. Yes. And that's the one where I'm like, as if I'm ever looking at it, I'm like so afraid that there's going to be a wind that's going to brush my hand into the mouse and hit a like or something. Yeah, but that's I, what I've always, like I want to, I want to sign out of Facebook and look at the page somehow if I ever look at it, which by the way, I don't spend a lot of time looking at it. I'm just saying I have looked at it, but I've been so afraid that I'll accidentally like something. Cause then, then it would be like, Oh my God, she's the same stalker. She was a thousand years ago. But to defend 20 year old Allison. Thank you. Which I love to do. <laughs> He really did whatever he said. It was just a way to get out of it, and he was with the woman that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with. Yeah. So it's like you can cut this part up. It just this this Ramones documentary, the Ramones were one of my favorite bands, and the the whole band changed after the guitarist stole the singer's girlfriend, and you know they were one all for one, one for blah, blah, blah. and they it, this is ten whatever years in. They played together for another 15, whatever, a long time after that. And they almost never talked. You stole his girl. But he married her. Mm-hmm. And was with her till he died. I mean, he's, 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 he's dead now. So on the one hand, yeah, was a, I mean, it's a whole. This guy was in love with this girl and your guitar player steals her away. But they were together, you know. Right. That was the, like, what's right in that situation? It's kind of the same thing to me. Yeah, it, it reminded me of that because it was like if you steal someone away just to dump them, that's just that's evil. But you you steal a guy's girlfriend and then you spend the rest of your life together, right? It's sort of and it's she she did it too. Yeah. She wanted to be with him. He wanted to be with her. They're obviously right for each other because the marriage lasted it literally till death do us part because he's no longer with us. It's the same. It's a it's just kind of a strange. Mm. It's kind of the Allison quandary we're talking about here. Yeah, I don't really 
know. I mean, in retrospect, he didn't, ma- he didn't marry her to spite you. Right. In retrospect, I don't know. Do I think he did anything wrong? Um, the only thing I'll say is I'm sure he realized the disparity in our interest levels. And I think there are plenty of guys who are, who would be like, this girl is, and I don't normally use the phrase a stage five clinger, but like she's super <laughs> duper into me. I don't, I don't use that much. <laughs> I wish there was another way of, of putting that. Um, and Allison, you're a stage five clinger. <laughs> and I'm going to be an honest man about it. Here's the number to a therapist. Get down to stage three. And we can talk. <laughs> right, like I think there are guys who would be like, I can't deal with this. Whereas he would just sort of like. It sounds in, very. Uh, he would he would come and go quite a bit, but he definitely was like showing interest enough that it kept me hooked into the relationship, always expecting it or wanting it to turn into more. I, I'm also reading too much into it, but he said. I know you're you're immature and twenty and all, but he's not he's he's not sounding like a mature twenty seven. No, I don't think he was. I think you guys are probably close. He probably pro- he was as clueless as I don't know why I'm taking this guy's side. Fuck him. <laughs> you don't fuck with Allison, but um, yeah, it just seemed like he was just probably pretty clueless. That's also possible. Yeah, that's quite possible. Okay, this is a real. This is like we're heading into Joe Rogan territory, what the Todd f- Glass territory. Can we cut this down? Yeah, I. We no, we don't cut here. All right. What time is it? <laughs> It's, I don't know. It's Holy like, fuck. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Okay. Eric Olson says, when I see a couple who are very different in height, my mind instantly tries to figure out how that works in the bedroom. Not necessarily. Uh, if it's, I mean, unless it's crazy, I will like, Remember that girl Shaq was dating? Mm-mm. Shaq had like a girlfriend. Was like, like unless it's ridiculous, like seven and a half feet and four feet, right. something like that. I'll think about it. But for the most part, the genitalia, but it's always they can always figure. It yeah, out. when I see women Guys who are tiny, like five foot one, eighty five pounds or something, they probably weigh more than that. But when I see these tiny, tiny, tiny little women with normal size. Average size men, I do think like, don't they get crushed, or how does that work? Well, you know what that you know what is something that happens hmm. um, uh, is I know this is for, if you're if you're a large man and a very small woman and you get pregnant, well, you usually have to have a C section because it can't come out. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. I'm being. I've I've heard that before. Like. Like from, from doctors, like petite women are more apt to have C sections because it's harder. No, for, well, petite women who are with enormous, like really large, because they're going to have a large baby. Yeah, I mean, like if you're five, I mean, there's no rules to it. You never. Mm. There's not like if you're a small woman with a big guy, you have to have a C section. But if the baby <laughs> is more on the right bigger side, size, yeah, shack size. If you're just, it's also kind of makes sense. Like if it's more on the shacks, I don't think that they had babies. But if it's on the shack size and you're four eleven. Yeah. It, like, that ain't going to work. No. It's going to be uncomfortable. You, yeah. You, uncomfortable is putting it politely. <laughs> and finally. I would call it a vagina buster. <laughs> Demian Cordova says, when making a sandwich with end slices, I put crust side on the inside to make it seem like regular slices. 
I'm gonna have to read that. Can I seriously read? It? I don't. Understand yes, it. I will. Uh, I will star it so you know which one it is. Look, I think I've made my feelings about bread clear. I only eat bread when I'm in denial. When I found it, like the leftover parts of Daniel's sandwich, maybe sometimes, or bread and butter at a restaurant when I'm on carbs. But I don't. I the last time I made a sandwich was so long ago. I don't know. I'm okay with the crust slices though but well, in general i find that again, you just I, eat those with i can't believe it's not butter and i know getting through this would help us to get us you know down to under four hours but i still <laughs> understand it you don't make, understand making a sandwich hold on, let, me, let me read it again I've, i'm an i'm a visual learner i'm an auditory learner i learned that earlier i have to see it well making a sandwich with end slices put crust oh i know now i get it i mean it's not crazy I have a there's a sandwich place I like and mm-hmm. it always like hurts the top of my mouth oh yeah oh, the bread is too crusty and then my friend was like oh you no, you oh turn it inside you, out no he goes just turn it upside down oh and I've been eating those sandwiches like f- you wouldn't believe it solved how's everything. the bottom of your mouth well the, in, in the bottom of your mouth I got a tongue oh, yeah it's your tongue so it it, it kind of changed I want to say it changed my life. It certainly changed my relationship to sandwiches. What is this sandwich place? I for, it's a place in the Grove because I was working at CBS for a mm. while on a, sh- on a show and they would all go pick up sandwiches there. And one day I was just like, dude, it was like, it was like, a, it was like a wrestler tapping out like my mouth can't take it anymore. <laughs> He's like, no, no, you need more sandwiches. Like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. He's like, no, you can't. You turn it over. Give me a sandwich. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's if I can leave you with anything. Please. It's if you if you like those kind of sandwiches that there's a lot of good sandwiches that do hurt the roof of your mouth, especially I guess I'm a, I think I have a sensitive roof of my mouth perhaps. Turn the sandwich upside down. Try it. It may not work, but for me it's been working. Ben Hoffman, Wheeler Walker Jr. Where can people go to find out more? Plug all your stuff. All right. When, when's this coming? I mean, you don't have to tell me. I but, don't know exactly. But uh, in the next two weeks. Okay. Tour dates. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not going to say tour starts Monday because who knows? Right. But go to WheelerWalkerJr.com for tour dates. Buy my album on iTunes. Buy my album on Amazon. Do what's your thing? What code should they put in? Oh, just go to AllisonRosen.com and click through the Amazon banner there. Amazon. I will. I'm going to say something. Despite, despite all the bannings of my album everywhere, mm-hmm. iTunes and Amazon have been really good to me and not, you know, put it on the chart, you know, like, obviously they have to put an asterisk on the, because the album's called Redneck Shit. Right. They have to put an asterisk. Over the eye. Or two, two S, asterisk, asterisk. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they've been really good about, you know, giving a good placement and putting it out there and stuff. So it is a new world where you, I mean, podcast is probably the best example of all, where it's just like, there's nothing between. Listen, there are. I've gotten the weird email of like, um, uh, I don't have a credit card. How do I find? Because you can't really find it in that many right. stores. But uh, anyway, let me get back to my plugs. But anyway, <laughs> but iTunes and Amazon is the place to buy the Wheeler Walker Jr. album, Redneck Shit, and it's Wheeler Walker Jr. on what Twitter and Facebook and um, Instagram and by the website and send me your tits on Snapchat. Your Wheeler Walker Jr. on Snapchat. Don't actually send them to me, but also please don't. <laughs> but don't send me your dick. 
Yes. Which, by the way, when I say that, is the surest way to get dates. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's ill thought out. You guys, follow me on Twitter, at Allison Rosen. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe, iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. I'm on Facebook, YouTube. I'm on Snapchat as Allison Rosen BFF. Oh, you're on it too. I am. God, yeah. I, I'm scared to add you because for all I know, you'll just be like, hey, and I'm just going to, I'll write back, drop them out, and I'll be like, oh, fuck. I did it to a friend. Well, even if you write back, drop them out, I'm not going to send them. No, no, but like I've done that to actually friends, like drop them out. And they're just like, Ben, shut up. And I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> Jeff, where should we go to find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox, not on Snapchat. Don't send me your dick. <laughs> Uh, where's again? This will never end. But Colonel, from where? Okay, because I'm in the. Pro, I'm trying to become a, a. There's a thing in Kentucky where you can become an official Colonel. Kentucky of Colonel. Yeah, and I'm in the process of becoming a Kentucky Colonel. This album has not helped the process, of course. <laughs> but um, I think it's it's going to happen this year. I think. Oh, so I'm going to be an actual. Come back. Uh, <laughs> Let us know about. Do you guys ever do any? Li- can you live stream the ceremony? <laughs> <laughs> I've already been told there's no ceremony and no one. Knew. For you, I would. Listeners, thank you so much for listening. Ben, thank you for doing the show. This was awesome. I love you all. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 